I, I'm 45. I shouldn't be shitting my pants. To the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number ninety. Woo! Woo! <laughs> oh yeah, ninety is a big one. It's not quite a hundred, but uh, we'll talk more about a hundred later. Uh, I am Dave Z. Oh, my name is Christian, and my name is Brandon, aka, AKA Grimsy, aka Top of the Mops, aka Rookie of the Year, aka Brandon Newblood. AKA Brandon Don't Breathe. Any other AKAs? Wow. Asshole. You, uh, that was... <laughs> AKA asshole, AKA skunk face. AKA Mr. 1000. How about that one? Yes. Oh, man. Not women. Not women, everybody. <laughs> yeah. 1000 Lonely Nights. <laughs> Woo. Awesome. Well, what about the thousand B? Uh, you said uh, let's 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 ra- you know you mentioned it last show that on Halloween night you were going to hit number one thousand and it was going to be Carrie, I think. Maybe I'm way off. It was supposed to be Halloween three. Oh, okay. It wound up not happening that way. I actually wound up hitting one thousand a few days earlier. Oof. But Halloween was still good. I actually went original Halloween this year. Seventy eight, such a cliche, I know, but you know what? Hey, it was it, it was it was a great time. Uh, I'm now currently at one thousand thirty two. Jesus. And I recently looked it up. The record, the Guinness record. That's oh. that's. Yeah, you know, I'm sure people have done more, but the actual Guinness record is one thousand one hundred and thirty two movies watched in a year. You're gonna you kill it. There's like two months left. Yeah, oh. I'm planning on beating that. But... You're gonna in Guinness. Well, you have I... to do it. You can. It's it's public. It's free promotion for the podcast. Of course, do it. Are you <laughs> if, nuts? If you don't do don't... it, you're off the fucking show. I, I don't know how. <laughs> how would they even prove that I watched this? I'm sure they have some sort of way of verifying as you're doing it. Did you take notes? Vince is biting at the chops to get on this. <laughs> Wait, you you broke up. What's he biting at? You scared. You scared me. What's he biting at? <laughs> You'll never oh. know. <laughs> All I know World. is my anus just puckered. <laughs> so wow, what Better a great way to doctor. start the show! What yeah. a great way to know. B is gonna set a world record. How many podcasts you listen to where uh, a host sets a world record? Yeah, whether or not it becomes official or not, I'll look into it. But I have done it. I legitimately did it, and that's one thousand plus different movies. You know so what? Rewatches. Rewatches don't count because I have probably an additional 30, 35 rewatches. Well, wait, do rewatches count for the world record? Maybe they do count for that. Or is it brand new movies? 
I've ju- I'm just doing different movies. I'll still break the record with just that. different movies because okay. I don't even have track of my rewatches. I could just tell by going on Letterboxd, like, next show, we're doing the VHS trilogy. I already watched VHS 1 and 2. So when I rewatch Ooh. them for the show next week, they don't go for to the tally. Only viral will. There's a bit of a correction there, Dave. The uh, NFW did break a record, bored the most listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nudie. Nudie. <laughs> oh, oh I, did, I made that video. You know how much fucking time it takes to make a fucking mock video? And then he's like, I get it. My show sucks or whatever. I'm like, no, I, I, wanted, I thought he would like it. I thought he'd laugh. I made that little uh, tribute video with, uh, with uh, Glenn. Um, Wait, he, he really does a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Shh, I told him you were one of his favorite. He, he was one of your favorite podcasters. Remember? I love Neil. Neil's funny as hell. He is funny as hell. But I don't think he found my joke too funny. Maybe he's hanging out with too many sensitive dudes. I don't know. Maybe he's getting sensitive himself. Florida is pretty know. sensitive. Well, I don't know. Don't be sensitive. You never know with Neil. Sometimes he's joking. I don't know if he's really mad about uh, the witch or not. He's tired of hearing about it. Speaking about the witch, thank you, Christine and Doug. Thank you. What? Wait, huh? So, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, we didn't get her all. What did you say about Doug? Oh, I can't said, believe. Thank you, Christine and Doug. She sent me this gift. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Are you serious? It's Black Phillip. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm God. assuming Doug's your husband. No, I know. I know it's your husband. <laughs> Hmm. It was the nicest thing. I haven't even put it on Facebook yet. I went to the mail right before the show. It must have come yesterday. Uh, and I, I went and I got it. I'm like, holy shit, I got to bring this on the show tonight. So this is fresh. Wow. Fresh out of the mailbox. You're wow. Welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Brandon gave it up. Christine messaged us because she gave you the poster. And then she felt like she owed us something. Christine, you did not owe us anything, but it's much appreciated. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, she was really cool, and she gave us, uh, she posted a uh, digital code for Three From Hell, so I took that, so when she posted that she had the extra uh, Funko Pop, I said, I said, you know, why don't you see if Christian wants it, since, since I took the code, oh, and yeah. of course he wanted it, that I, cheap bastard. And I forgot, this <laughs> if, is... I, if I had known the Funko was coming, I would have been like, fucking take the code. <laughs> we didn't even mention what it was, you mentioned the witch, and it just happens to be a black Philip Funko Pop. So the people that are watching the video, which is just the patrons, they w- they would have seen it. But for the listeners out there, yeah, a black Philip Funko Pop. Wow, so cool! There are only two- I do not like Funkos, and I'll leave it at that. But I'll tell you what: there are two Funkos I would like to own, and only two: Black Philip <laughs> and, and and Sackhead Jason. They're the only ones I, I like to look at. I got both of them. Really? Yeah, I got. Sackhead you have Jason. more? Yeah, I got all the Jasons. Except for there was some exclusive that I, if you can find it anywhere, the unmasked one. When I think he, not, he's not necessarily a boy, but it's unmasked Jason. That one I don't have. I've got Jason, pixelated Jason, blue pixelated Jason, Roy Jason, regular Jason. Oh, and did you uh, pay for them? Some of them I paid for, and mm-hmm. I think Justin D sent me two. Look at this guy! Wow. Everybody wow. loves Christian. You ever hear that, that show? Everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Christian, you know? Back to the show. Tonight, guys, we are going to talk about, um, we are doing two triple R's from the patrons and a uh, um, a feature from the patrons. We're talking about the fun house and humanoids, the fun house from Gary, triple R, humanoids from the deep from Chris, triple R, and the orphanage 
from Mark. So that's what we have planned tonight. And by the way, gentlemen, this is the last time we will have to do triple R's as a as a uh, a thing. You know, well, we're doing triple R's, but we're going to reclaim triple R's to what they originally were. But this is the last time. Um, we have patrons selected triple R from now on it's trilogies or a feature or that's it. So it's been a fun ride. And I've got some wacky trivia shits and giggles. You can play at home as well. What movie am I watching in the background? There's no audio. (laughs) 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 Take a wild guess. (laughs) I'm going to say right now it's the fun house. Brandon. Humanoids from the deep. It's neither of those two. It is prom night. Four? Four! Uh, <laughs> don't do it. You're better off getting out of a box of red wine. You know what? I, I really kind of want to rewatch it again. Because it is such a big drop-off. Because Not I like I liked the first one, but I really love the second one. And the third one's a lot of fun, too. But... Man, four was just such a drop off. Oh. Yeah, you do have to watch it again because I think I will. it's getting. I will. Un, I think it gets now shit on more than it deserves to get shit on. I'm I not agree. saying it's not perfect by because any of you. and it should not have made. It really, in retrospect, and I'm not trying to renege. Well, I guess I am, but it should have made my fifty <laughs> when there's a couple other like Doctor Giggles and a few other high caliber ones probably should have made it there. However, I, because I was so like, wow. This, yeah. I like this more than but like like people give credit for. It. They always say it sucks and it doesn't suck. However, I'll you know I take my licks. Everybody's gonna mock me for it for the rest of my life. I'll take it, but I'm watching in the background. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and a boy, and those are fingers just for the patrons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I will. Uh, how about this? I think that if prom night four, if there had never been a prom night two and three, as we the ones that we know of, if prom night four would have came, come out as prom night two, people would not be shitting on it. How's that for you? Think about that. If if there was only two prom nights, the one we know of and and the one that that we know of as part four, and that was it, people would not be taking shots at prom night four. So, what if what if prom night four had come out as Candyman three Day of the Dead? <laughs> 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 You're probably I... right about that, but to be honest, I've really been thinking about it. I agree with you, Christian. There are definitely films on my slasher list towards the bottom that wouldn't make it now because I've rewatched some other slashers that I'm like, why didn't I have this on my list? I like it a lot more now. But I think people fairly shit on slashers and also uh, unfairly shit on slashers. I was going to say fairly shit <laughs> yeah, on <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was lost in thought. And also... Kind of unfairly praise some of these slashers. I don't know. I I, I like the the subgenre. I just find myself being more and more pulled away from the slasher genre as I'm getting older. I I know what you're saying. I am not there with you. But like, uh, <laughs> no. But like praise for Trick, which I'll talk about my triple R later. Uh, I I don't understand it. I and I'll get into it. I'll explain why I didn't like it and later on. I'm looking forward to that. I actually yeah. haven't watched it yet. But I'm not going to watch it. I don't know if I'm going to. It's it's really such a polar split here. I mean, it's only a few people that I've seen that have really liked it, but uh, right. You know, to hear somebody rated an eight and then see somebody rated a two, I'm like, what is it? Is it like that's a big, that's a big uh, difference? Yeah, it's difference. That's the word. 
difference. Yes, you're right. It sounds like a police procedural, which to me is going to be a giallo more than a slasher. But again, I haven't watched it, so who am I to say? I'm just. But it's its own genre in a sense, and I'm not saying that in a good what? way. I'm not saying that in next, a good way. Next year is the year of the police procedural. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark Nato wrote that down on on the post. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, Let's we start will. with a triple R. What are we doing here? What yeah, about I, Haunt? Did you guys see Haunt by any chance, real quick? I, I haven't got, I had a chance yet. I'm really looking forward I, to seeing it. I saw it, it and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked it. It's not making my list. I don't like the way they wrapped it up at the end at all. I thought that was a, a bad decision. Oh, but I kind of like as... that ending. You know what it reminded How me of? How could that happen? It's impossible for You that. know what it reminded me of the ending? I, I, I almost wanted to hear this line come out of one character's mouth at the end. Crush the skull! <laughs> like that's, <laughs> sorry, I really dug that movie. That that's how movie. I felt at the end. I was like all pumped up. I was like, I I understand what you're saying, though. It, it went a little... It went a little crazy, but I don't know. I just I don't know why. I just really enjoyed it. I don't know if it'll make my list either, but it was a really fun film. When I saw the trailer for that, I was like, "Is this coming to the theater?" Because it looked like it was going to be out a couple weeks later. So I was upset to find out that it wasn't. It was going to right to VOD, but I guess that's to be expected in this day and age. I think uh, it's the kind of movie that would have done okay in the theater. I think it would have been a fun well, little Hellfest, experience. I mean, again, Hellfest bombed, unfortunately, but I think yeah. it found an audience. Yeah, people are, you yes. know, comparing the two and, you know, kind of, you know, at battles, which one they prefer. I prefer Haunt a little bit better, actually. I don't know. I think the, I think I am in the same ballpark. I've only seen each one, so I'd have to go back and do it. But but whatever. What are we going to start let's with, get on. boys? What do you got there, B? All right, why don't we start with, um, why don't we go in actual uh, chronological order and start with 1980s Humanoids from the Deep. Directed by Barbara Peters. This was also called Monster. Yeah. Or it, on Prime. I didn't know that. On Prime, it comes up. Oh, not on Prime. I, I watch it on Tubi TV. I think I have a copy of a, the DVD somewhere, but it was on T, Tubi TV, so that was just easier to use. And it went by Monster. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. This was a first time watch for me. So I saw it came up Monster. I'm like, wait, do I have the right movie on? And then it said Monster. No. Humanoids from the deep. Yeah. I have the new Blu-ray, and I don't know if it's a monster or not. But then again, well, hmm. it goes monster, and then yeah, like Brandon said underneath, like subtitled "Humanoids of the Deep." Yeah. Okay. Scientific experiments backfire and produce horrific mutations: half man, half fish, which terrorize a small fishing village by killing the men and raping the women. Hmm. Not a first-time watch for me, but I, it's been a long time nope. since I saw it. Actually. I'll rephrase that. I tried to watch it in the summer, fell asleep to it. So then I, so when when I saw it was going to be a triple R, I'm like, awesome. So I started over and from the, uh, watch it throughout. It's a little, I mean, this is Roger Corman. There's a shot. is here, but it's a damn entertaining movie. And I think the part of that entertainment comes from, again, the characters, the setting. Um, it's not, it's not just a slapdash like script. I think they put a little bit more thought into the characters, especially with the racist characters, the Indian, no, oh, Native American, sorry. And, I know, I yeah. know, or Native Canadian. <laughs> Native Canadian, yeah. And then the Greenskins. So the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Notice I'm not saying anything. <laughs> He's afraid to say anything. I don't <laughs> want to accidentally drop racism in here. <laughs> Accidental racism. But no, but that, I thought that added an element to the story that you would not normally expect from this. So it, it, it classed it up a bit. I'm not saying it's perfect. There's some really, sh like it is sh some shoddy filming in places and some shoddy editing in places. But overall, it's a fun ride. 
you, you know, it's funny you mentioned that that it's it's kind of done up a little bit, given the fact that it's like Roger Corman. But I feel like that almost hurts it because it almost borders on something else. You almost kind of think it's going to go more piran- piranha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it should have gone just full out exploitation and almost leave the science out of it because it was just it really took a while to get going there anytime there were kills it was great the gore was fantastic but yes. it felt it felt like for the first hour it was just kind of like jumping around between like unwanted dialogue and, and kind of just boring filler and then when they got to the killings that's when it was awesome and certainly the last 20 minutes was just insane <laughs> it is pretty exploitive though like, i mean like any woman that's in the sh- in the movie typically gets their top ripped off <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking that i'm like yeah there was like literally no reason for the monsters to even do that they could have just killed the men and the women like i'm gonna take your bra off and rape you yeah <laughs> even miss salmon got it man yeah. Miss yeah. Salmon. Miss Salmon, isn't that great? <laughs> I aspire to be Miss Salmon. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is my second time. The first time was for another podcast, ABC's A Hidden Horror. I want to say that Brian brought it to the table as his H. So I always avoided it because, as it's been you know said before, I'm not, I was never a creature feature type of guy. So just the, the, the title just didn't do anything for me when I was young. Humanoids from the Deep. Anything that had to do with the water wasn't really, I don't know, sea creatures just wasn't my thing. And that's just the way I, I, I perceived it. Little had I known, I wish I would have seen it as a kid with my friends because it almost is set up a little like a slasher. You got all that dialogue in the bit, in a small town setting something up and then, you know, crazy kills at the end. And even some of the dialogue is, you know, with the, the younger people and stuff. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. Rob Bottin, man, that's what I'm talking about. That's why this stuff looks so damn good. Oh, he yeah. did the he did the effects. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know till I saw the credits at the end. I was like, aha! You know. The monsters, yeah, the 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 monsters came, were just, cool. The, the, they, they were a little cool. they were a little goofy looking. Yeah, well, but I I like I like the long arms. <laughs> I think that was the way they filmed it. I honestly think it it was some odd choices for filming, but the rampage at the at the fair was great at the end. <laughs> Oh, what was their thought process of shooting the gasoline? What that doesn't even link together. They're all popping up through the floorboards and the and the dock and whatever like that, attacking people. And meanwhile, the hero and the guy they're shooting gasoline onto the top of the water to set well, it on event- fire. Eventually, they'd have to go back out to the water so they would like die. One little, like one little like uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't make much sense. I like at the beginning. Hey, Tommy Jarvis did it. I like at the beginning when the guy shoots the boat, <laughs> shoots the flare gun onto the boat and blows up the whole boat. <laughs> he trips and blows everyone up. The funniest scene in the movie, though, is on that carousel. The little girl just riding the carousel, and you just see the monster yeah. getting close. Like, what the hell? Like, nobody grabs the girl. I thought that and one kid was going to get killed. Do you see the two old ladies sitting on the uh, carousel? There's two old ladies sitting on the carousel. They're all bandaged up, and there's smoke. Like engulfing the whole carousel, and you would think like the like the ambulance would move these people, but no, they're just sitting there in the smoke. It was just like so funny and cheesy. Oh fuck! On the last show, we're talking about how they must have put that dog to sleep in the hunt. They must have done the same thing in this movie. That guy's holding that dog, and it's not a prop dog. I can't imagine it's a prop dog, unless it was like a, a prototype for the thing. 
I think he did a uh, Native American dance and put that dog to sleep. <laughs> and what kind of asshole brings a dead dog to a party? <laughs> what kind of Who asshole gets his dead, dead dog? His dog killed. I would have been pissed. I know, too. but. <laughs> Didn't you notice Lewis Tully came out and said, All right, guys, who brought the dead dog? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Speaking of dog, how about the first five minutes of the film? A kid and a dog get whacked. I was like, Bravo, that's how you start. <laughs> and oh, holy God. Yeah, they were not afraid to just go all out, which I love. I love when they kill kids and dogs. There were a lot of dead dogs in this film. And this was directed <laughs> by a woman? Yeah. It's crazy. Nice. I know, and there's yeah. rape going on like freaking mad, you know? See, that's great when a woman makes a movie like that. You know, it's, what can you say? She yeah. she wasn't too uptight about it. A dog getting killed, a kid getting killed, and women being raped by, um... Sea creatures. <laughs> frog. Yeah. Half frog, half salmon. What, what, like, is that what they were? Sea monkeys? No, half, <laughs> they were salmon. They were escaped salmon that were eaten by the Colchianth fish. Oh, and the yeah, yeah the, they're a prehistoric fish, and then for some reason they decided they wanted to mate with, with uh, Native American women. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well, no, why? Why? Like there was like it didn't make any sense. Like why are they mating with women? Why? They never, they never do explain that. It doesn't they're horny. Make, it doesn't. They're make attracted any... to them. Well, hold on a minute now. They've never. They're evolving, so all of a sudden, it's like a teenager. It's like somebody going from non-existence to um, budding teenage years overnight. We're talking all about of a sudden, prehistoric so fish So here, maybe that, because this is directed by a woman, it's her comment on, on males in society, and they become absolute horn dogs. When they this, this movie is actually a psychological drama slash character study. Well, to a degree. I'm there, it, No, but no. <laughs> There's there's lots of elements in and I, I don't know about character study, but there is there is drama. There there the stuff going on between Eagle and Slattery, that that whole scenario with the native and and that guy, and I liked that. I, I liked the way that all, and that all played out, and I liked the way it, it eventually wrapped up. I thought that was good. Eagle I thought it was, was good Eagle was my favorite character. He was badass. He saved everybody. He's just <laughs> firing recklessly they, at people i know there's no they, <laughs> they were shooting guns left right and center they love their explosions in this movie i think there's at least three or four explosions dude they threw a molotov cocktail at johnny eagle's house and the yeah. whole thing explodes <laughs> <laughs> like detonated like they had 40 pounds of c4 hooked up to that thing like, who do you think did it i don't know i didn't see them what it could only be the every asshole that you've just been dealing with for the last two days. Didn't they blame the monsters? <laughs> he blamed the monsters at one point, I think, Slattery. I don't think they saw no. the monsters at that point, because that's when the monsters started attacking. When the girl goes to town, and then the monster pops up behind the car, sticks his <laughs> hand through the window, and she drives off the bridge. Uh, I was you, rooting for her, too. You, you see it land in water, and then it explodes, and it's on dry land. Dude, that's it's it's the eighties. That's you know when in the action hey, films, the... If, if if you tapped a bumper, <laughs> it's the eighties. Both cars exploded. <laughs> that's true. It is true. A little tap, but... right? I will say this: I really liked that scientist coming in and laying it down. You don't usually see that. Usually, there's there's more. You know, she comes in and says this, this, and this, and that's how it is. Damn it! 
And yeah, how about when she yells at the other scientists when they're back at the lab? Yeah, like, that's don't get me this slide. She shamed him. <laughs> yeah, she laid it shit down, man. She was on it. She's like, boom, boom, boom. This is what it is. This is what's going on. I tried to tell you guys what not to do, and here we are. The only problem that I was talking about uh, how they had genetically engineered the fish so that they would grow faster, so they could open the cannery and and you know see a lot of success and growth in this town. So it, it it didn't get the I didn't get the impression initially that she was there because there was an issue. Once the issue arrives, and all of a sudden she's like, "I told you," but she's still a strong character. But then she sort of like disappeared. Like that's I think that's what you maybe you're talking about with the editing. But like I I'm not watching a movie like this for the editing, but very jarring at times. Like she's there, they're they're at the dock. Then the next thing you know, they cut and she's she's in the lab with the, with the pregnant girl. No, there's abrupt abrupt yeah. cuts. Like I mean, there's just yeah. they film them quick, put them together, and it flows well enough. But there's there are some jarring cuts, and um, I, I said shoddiness, but that comes more. That sounds a lot more negative than where, where I'm at with the movie. It's by no means a masterpiece, but it, it's it's oh, enjoyable. Like it. It's enjoyable. I, I like it. Every time they yeah. take a swipe at someone though and rip flesh off. Oh my god! I just wanted Oof. more of that. I wanted yes. that the whole movie. Just these monsters just absolutely tearing everyone to shreds. His face half that. off. As he's oh, in the, in the water. water and he's yeah. Still, yeah, he's still alive. Oh, that must hurt with the salt water. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Peggy. The salt was she water must have hurt. Oh, Peggy. Peggy. That Peggy, his face right? Being torn off. The salt water. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just, I just kind of threw that out there. It's like, uh, I don't know why I threw that out there, and I, I didn't really think it was that funny until you just that, repeated it back. That had to hurt. Yeah, that's what that's I wanted. So oh, yeah. about my flesh with the salt. Oh, the salt. And poor, and poor Vic Morrow. Oh, I know, I know. Poor, yeah. Fucking, yeah. you know, if you learn anything from from these movies, from from horror films, it's that. Don't John do Twilight Land- Zone the movie. John Landis, just he's a career killer. <laughs> You're talking against your tribe right now, buddy. Is Landis Jewish? I know, I thought he was. He might be. I know. I thought he, I thought he, I thought he was known to be Jewish. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, he could be. Yeah. Well, I, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> um, did you guys notice? You're talking about the certain weird things. What about the the looped screams? Did you notice the looped screams? Oh my god, that was annoying. <laughs> Over yeah, and over, but that was at the fair at the end, right? It was just the yes. same loop over yep. and over and over yep. again. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> it was like watching the Flintstones when they're driving. Yeah. The, the, the cloud, <laughs> the cloud in the background, and the house. Yeah, the same thing. They rock over and over that tree. <laughs> Barney. <laughs> yeah, Barney hanging. But every time they came back to the carousel, the monster was like an inch closer to the girl, <laughs> and she's just she's just sitting there on the horse. On the horse, baby. Yeah. Um, how about Bubblicious? Did you guys see that? Yeah. Do you, yeah, do you remember remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. What? Bubblicious. They were at the thing, and it was being sponsored by a couple things. And, and it was one of the things that was being sponsored by at the carnival was Bubblicious. It was it was there. It was. Do you remember Bubblicious, B? Or, or I do. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Remember that? Remember what a big deal chewing gum used to be in the 80s? Because they had Bubblicious. They had Bubble Yum, and, hubba and they bubba. had Hubba Bubba. Yeah. Yes. Remember Hubba Bubba, bubba, bubba. That, 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 that cowboy? A Big Lee Chew. Guy? Did you guys have I Big love Big Lee <laughs> They're still around. They still yeah, it big. is. It is. Love it. When you love block it. a shot or two, you're in the Big League. When you're in the Big League. I, I remember a commercial <laughs> for Hubba Bubba. It's like, looks like oh, Lockjaw yeah. got Lockjawed. Remember? Because it was oh. like, you, you chew it so much, so 
It was like a yes. western. And I, 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 I got to go look at that on YouTube now. Told you it was a cowboy. Bubble gum. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, remember what a big deal bubble gum was? Now, not, not so much. Yikes. Stripes. Fruit stripe gum. It's a, it's a yummy fruity one. Something, something, something. Because <laughs> I got more flavor than fruit stripe gum. <laughs> anyway, uh, humanoids from the deep. That stabbing at the end, towards the end, was great. Stabbed a freaking death. Dude, that was awesome. That, that was a slasher kill, once again, you know? Brandon doesn't then, seem to have enjoyed it as much as we did. No, no. I, I just felt I mean, like it took a while to get going. I felt like it had like the potential to be like epic. Like I love the exploitation and the horror of it. I just didn't like the actual build-up and explanation parts of it. Like, and usually the stuff I like. <laughs> I felt like, just just go all right. out with just tits and blood. I thought they did, kind of for the time. But yeah. other than, like, to get to still let it play in a theater and, and, and whatnot. I'm not saying, like, again, I'm not super high, but I, I, I mean, I'm, it, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. I, I do recommend everybody check it out. Uh, it is on Tubi TV, Canadian edition. Uh, but yeah. I, I give it a seven out of ten. Oh, I give it a seven and a half. Oh, I give it a six out of ten. All so, right, but we all yeah, recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. feel like Piranha is the better movie. Why do I keep saying it like that? Because he said it in the movie. <laughs> I know, but why? I like I hate myself for saying it like that. It's your gimmick. Why You're not, not the only one? Piranha. <laughs> You're not the only one. I mean, I'm a singing fool tonight. Jeez, okay. Um, Except for the singing part. <laughs> humanoids from the deep, and there you have it's it. It's so weird. Maybe okay. Here, here's here's one last thing I'll say about it, and the reason why I'm kind of conflicted here with with me saying I don't like the the actual sciency and kind of plot development part of it is it made the film feel longer. And this film, it's an hour and twenty minutes. Oh, yeah. with credits. Yeah. I mean, it probably runs like an hour and 15, which is weird because, like, I found myself checking the time. Really? Yeah. And it's really a short film. But, like, I just wanted I just wanted the kills. I thought they remade this. They did. A 96 TV movie. Oh. TV movie. Yeah. What the TV hell? movie from 96 because I was looking that up. So it's nipple free. <laughs> no nips. No nips, no Miss Salmon, no Miss nope. Lap Flounder. No I, Peggy. I'll never get TV remakes of exploitation films, like Trucks. <laughs> oh, I know, re- right? of, of, of Maximum Overdrive. And yeah. A TV remake of this is weird. Tr- Trucks was a remake of Maximum well, Overdrive? Well, it was, a, it was the short Another story adaption. Of the short another, story, yeah. Yes, another adaption of King's um, short story, right. Which is weird because he directed Maximum Overdrive, and that one came out at the time when all those ones were coming out made for TV that King wanted in on. It was Stephen King's The Shining. It was uh, remember there was like three or four in a row, the the Langoliers, oh. and there was a couple like he I know he was involved with all those friggin' TV ones. Was he directly involved with Tommy Knockers? What about Trucks? Was this, was Stephen King involved with Trucks? I don't I I don't know. All I know is that when I watched Tommy Knockers, I was waiting for the tits and they never came. No, no. <laughs> <That's> oh, <a patch. laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> Tommy Knockers. <laughs> this fucking guy. Hello? Again? Oh, oh. no. What do you know? I can't, I can't hear the boys. There he is. <laughs> Where are the boys? <laughs> oh, what this timing, too. Fucking dude. 
Guys, what are you doing? Should you be editing the what Z party? <laughs> I see them. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Tyler. Uh oh, he can't hear us. Oh, he legitimately can't hear us. In case uh, the listeners don't know, Mr. Watson is our guest. I was talking to him last night that we were doing the orphanage, and I had planned on doing the orphanage on Horror Corridor. Horror Corridor. (laughs) This is great. Keep all this in. This is awesome. Keep all that in with him. Isn't this Mr. Producer Extraordinary? He can't even fucking link into Skype. He's been breaking a lot of his equipment lately. Yeah, and, and they built their own computer over there. Skylar built a computer. And, out of Lego? Uh, <laughs> hey, I couldn't even do one out of Lego. He so, built a computer, but he forgot to put a uh, port for his mic to plug in. Where do I put the mic? I'll wave to, I'll wave to Watson. Maybe he'll know we're at least saying hello. Um, Oh, and there he goes. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me the of... The uh, party? <laughs> oh, he was like Skyler. It was like it was like Fort Flintstone. It was like Fort Flintstone. We can hear you, little what? Can you can you I, sub in? <laughs> uh, I, ju- I just fixed it. How you doing? Good. Hey, 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 buddy. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right. So we know who on. the true producer Thank is. You, I Skyler. Guess. Thank you, little what? Oh yeah, no, I'm the real tech expert here. He is. He is. I knew it. I knew it. Okay, here's your cookie. All right, here's your cookie. Is that dinner? What, what's up, guys? Hey, Look buddy. at me, I'm Watson. <laughs> oh, Look at awesome. me, I'm Mr. Watson. Me. Is what you should have yeah. said. Oh, I don't have a camera anymore, so you, I, I can't see, I can't see you. Skylar, shut the goddamn door. <laughs> Connect the goddamn dots. Yeah. Now we just finished reviewing Humanoids from the Deep. Oh, cool. How'd it go? Uh, it went we a lot all... better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sweet. Yes. All is well. This is great timing. We just finished a review. We were about to do some other stuff, and boom. I didn't think it was going to be Watson, so I'm I'm totally surprised. Oh, you had no idea? I knew oh. somebody was coming. I didn't know it was you. No, I thought oh, we had to a hang guest. up. I didn't tell them who. <laughs> Christian? <laughs> yeah. Did you think it was him, Christian? No, no. I actually did think it was Brayden's dad. <laughs> I thought it was JP. <laughs> I was uh, delighted when, yeah, but I'll, I'll say this later. But yeah, Brandon and I have some sort of history with this movie, almost. So I'll explain that when the we're time both comes. Orphans? Yeah, we're both orphans. And we're... <laughs> Actually, we're both dead orphans. Yeah, dead orphans specifically. Uh, I'm Watson. He's Pepe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. right. I wanted Watson. to use that on the show. I'm going to. Oh. Man, you're live on the show. Watson is here, ladies and gentlemen. The man, the myth, the legend, my co-host for Watsy Party. Ow! Mr. Horror Corridor himself. Uh, Our favorite guest. Is that show still on? Which one? (laughs) Oh, that show we know. Horror Corridor, didn't it just, is it officially done or you still, do you still have to put the finishing episodes out? There are two more episodes that I'm going to do. A French episode that I've, I've written about, 30 pages of notes. I can't just waste that. I have to record that shit. And right. then and then uh then my son and I are going to do one final huge extravaganza extravaganza of an episode where I show you some segments that never made the cut. I used to I was originally going to do this segment called like where I do drunk cut, reviews. Cut to the chase? Yeah, yeah, cut to the, yeah, exactly, cut to the chase. <laughs> and it was going to be insane. And I'm going to intersperse things like that and then do Ghostbusters 2 and then peace out and say goodbye to that damn podcast. We thank wow. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's the deal with that. And then just focus on Watsy and then eventually YouTube. And do we got Absolute Dave tonight? 
No, 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 no. We got Dark Rose Hef- Dave. Yeah, Dark Rose Dave. Yeah. Dark Hef- Rose Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got Whiskey Watson right now, but nothing heavy, just hot toddies. It, my throat's a little uh, hoarse, so you, you you throw in some lemon juice, some honey, hot water, and a shot of whiskey. Heat that stuff up. It's like whiskey tea. It's great. And that's not just me sneaking in whiskey <laughs> wherever I can. <laughs> it's, nice. it's, it's a real drink. It's a real drink, people. Yeah. Whiskey tea. Well, Brayden's like lost for words here. What yeah, do you mean? He is. Why am I lost for words? You haven't said a word. What do you want and me to the say? listeners, thank you. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> what do you want me to say? It's Watson. Okay. I invited him. I knew he was coming. I'm letting him do his thing. See, there you go. Let me segue back. Let me Can I just say one back. thing? Like he said, say you know, he's, he's, he's going to finally, you know, wrap up, you know, Ghostbusters 2 and say goodbye to Horror Corridor. I said goodbye right after episode <laughs> one. <laughs> just, that was better than my joke. <laughs> so did I. I said goodbye before episode one. I'm going to tell everybody about my whole relationship with that show and why. It's like it's like that ex-girlfriend you keep taking back and she keeps slashing your tires. First time she does it, you're like, all right. Second time and third time, it's just like, I'm letting this happen, and that's what Horror Corridor is to me. So, But the Man, sex I'm, is great. The really... sex is always damn good. Horror Corridor knows, uh, knows how to lay, lay down Sally. Lay down Sally. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Rest him in my arms. Oh, singing oh, fools. I'm immediately my... regretting my decision. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just wait, B. I got, I got some, I got some notes. You're, you're, I'm gonna make you proud, buddy. No, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking Sweet. forward. Ah. All right, Dave, bring us back. Bring us back, 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 back. We are okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I bring us back uh, on the fly. So listen. We have an email and we have a voicemail. Now this is this is the, the, I have to issue an apology because uh, we got this voicemail in October. Uh, it's been a month now, and I forgot to play it. So my mistake. Luckily, he'll understand everything as well. It's from Eric Webster. So it, it came on October sixth. Today is November tenth. It's a little late, better late than never. I don't know how I misplaced it, but I was looking tonight before the show began, scouring the emails and everything else, and I said, you know what? What the hell happened? Eric, you should have said something to me. But anyway, I'm going to play this one. Hey, guys, this is Eric from Dark Discussions. I just want to send you some feedback. Uh, After the latest episode where Dave told the epic saga of Lucky the Cat, uh, it sounded like some people have been giving you a hard time about this and about you talking about it. Um, tell you what, man, uh, I have always thought that you can tell a lot about a person by observing the way they treat animals and the way they treat wait staff. Uh, so if anybody's giving you a hard time about being a compassionate human being, uh, they can piss up a rope. Uh, I think what you did is great. Uh, I'm happy for your addition to your family, uh, and anybody who doesn't understand the bond between an owner and a pet hasn't had one. So I'm glad that all seems to be working out with Lucky the Cat. Good job, Dave. Well done. I was also very happy to hear that Christian has changed his tune on The Descent. I had a feeling that he would uh, after he watched it again because he generally seems to appreciate good filmmaking. I don't know if you guys ever checked out any of the supplemental materials on the disc uh, for that movie, but can you believe that they made that whole movie without going into a single damn cave? That was all done on the soundstage. What amazing set design. Anyway, that's one of my favorites. So I'm really glad that uh, Christian Christian is on board now and has it on rotation for watching on a regular basis. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, 
you guys gave me a homework assignment. And I'm working on it. There'll be more on that later. And keep up the great work. Great show, guys. Thanks. Nice. Wow. Am I am I still on the show? <laughs> Just the physically. One time, the one time I go nuts and I beat a waitress to death with a dead cat, and now he's got to call me out on the show. <laughs> oh man. He's right though. He's right though. Those are two perfect measuring devices for measuring the character of a person. Animals and wait staff. I, Same I damn agree. thing. It really is. That's all you need. Well, maybe you're onto something. Cause... He's right. He's really right. I don't trust people that – like, I get that people are scared of animals if they've had a traumatic experience. But people who say that they hate animals, I immediately don't trust them. And then, you know, if somebody's rude in in a in a waiting – waiting waitress, waiter type situation. Wait, waitron. It's like waitron. <laughs> Patron, waitron. It's like the uh, – you know. yeah. And you I don't know. I'm, so, I'm still upset that he didn't mention my name. I don't think well, he thinks I'm on the show. You know no, what's no, going to happen. He just now. doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all about you next time, B. It really is. Oh, no. Am I one of those guys? Do I do that all the time? No, no. I'm oh, just saying that the almost. squeaky wheel gets the grease. Almost all the time. <laughs> it's the squeaky wheel. So it, it, even if Eric doesn't do it, somebody else will now. And I apologize Philip to will. Dave. Giving him a hard time about talking about the damn cat. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. Hold up now. Nobody gave me a hard time. And as I said at last show, that lots of people came out and said all kinds of great things. And I was really, uh, really happy. I was I was sharing the, that stuff with my wife and daughter saying, look at all kinds of people are saying nice things. And, you know, people saying, oh, I got covered at the last show. Enough. Enough. <laughs> it's been two months now today uh, since I found the cat. But anyway, I want to know. Who's been talking shit behind my back? Because somebody's saying shit then. Somebody is talking it's gotta shit. got to be Watson. Maybe it is Watson. You know, he would, he would, you know he's he super would close with those, with those guys. I know. Maybe he told Eric, you know what? Dave and that fucking cat, enough is Jesus. enough. <laughs> what does he want, a freaking uh, gold medal? Because he, he risked some freaking little thing? Come on, man. Was it you, Watson? No, I was just disappointed that you told me that you'd had sex with a waitress once, but not an animal. I was like, Dave Z, please. <laughs> oh christian what what you do to the least of these isn't is that what the bible says yeah that's good stuff that is good stuff but christian yes. how about that the descent the descent see good job once again i hey it, it was great and i said i was an bow, your, bow your head in shame he's been shamed found footage <laughs> he's been shamed a few times found footage shamed him uh the descent shamed him life and, uh, shamed him <laughs> yeah. oh. He's been still on you know, Jesus Christmas. <laughs> Skylar, cut the fucking feed. I didn't know that there was not a uh, there was they weren't really in caves at all. That's freaking incredible. Yeah, that design is amazing. I I, I didn't Dude, know that either. I appreciate that film even more. And I but I, I was pretty high on it, but my god. Well, Watson, what do you think about the descent? Love it. I just showed that movie to my son recently. That and The Ritual is kind of a great double feature because they, they're very inverse movies of each other. And, you know, with the men going out, the women going out, and we, we, we absolutely adore both films. It's a good double cool. feature. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Well, Christian Eric... prefers the men. I mean, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. No, that's fine. I don't know. We support him. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, Eric, thank you. Sorry I took so long. Long time, just freaking give me a nudge. Hey, dude, what happened? You know, because we'll always play your uh, your messages. So, 
So in in a quick email, just um somebody we haven't heard from in in a, a little bit of time, yeah, just wanted to say hello. So oh, I'm. Oh no, I know. Better sit back for a dissertation. <laughs> that's what, that's what I was thinking. I see. Nope, it's not. It's oh. it's our friend Raphael. Nope. It's Rafael Gardo, okay? Oh, he wanted yes. to write into Watsi as well. So let's just talk about Watsi for a bit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go, <laughs> Rafael. This, this also came in like a month ago, so uh, I'm going to read it because it's here. Okay, hey, hey, fellas. I've been wanting to write to you guys for quite some time now. I've been crazy busy with my transition in my life from moving from my hometown to living on my own in L.A. to pursue a career in film. Hey, now. Nice. Uh, yeah, my move has caused me to get behind on listening to new episodes, which I normally listen to in the car since that's when I have the time to do so. But thankfully, after finally getting my new ride yesterday, I'm able to get back on board to catching up on the show. Well, I apologize to you for not reading this sooner. But I just wanted to send this message also to give personal thanks, as always, for providing wonderful film-related content that supplements my mind with the interest and appreciation for film. Your guys' podcast for me is a small part of my life that helps me stay in love with cinema. I need that, especially in my point in life right now. Take care, boys. Raphael G. So, nice. Awesome. Yeah. And, and yeah. speaking of transition, congratulations to Christian, who recently <laughs> yeah. transitioned as well. He's now officially a man. He finally has that dick. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. This dick. Eddie, Eddie joined the show dick. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Here Bravo. We go. Woo. Yes. Bravo. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Wow. Oh, I love Raphael. Raphael wrote to uh, message me once a while ago, Dave, when we'd only had like two episodes of Watsy, and he was like, can I write you guys? And I think that's when he was starting to go through his transition. So it's awesome that he wrote you guys to let you know how he's doing. I wondered where he's been, you know? I believe he said, can I write for you guys? Because he didn't like the content. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we could use, uh, yeah, we could use all the help we could get. <laughs> Bravo. Amen. <laughs> Bra- <laughs> in, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Bravissimo. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Watson, you, you've seen the fun house, right? Yes. Okay, good. Oh, well, oh, there yeah. you go. Segway. Segway yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure. No, I, that's B. You know, I didn't tell him the mini reviews we were doing, but that's the next one up, so. Oh, and kick if him he off. didn't, he'd he come back in about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he'd, or, or sit here and shut the fuck up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> one actually, of two. Actually, you know what? Come to think of it. Can you just shit, sit there and shut the fuck up? <laughs> Here, let me mute this mic. Yeah. Can Skylar commute that for you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. From the man, the myth, the, the legend, Mr. Tobe Hooper. 1981's <laughs> The Fun House. Four teenage friends spend the night in a carnival fun house and are stalked by a deformed man in a Frankenstein mask. I think we all talked about this when we did our top 50 slasher show. I made my list. I think it made Dave's. I don't think it made Brandon's. I feel like, you know what? I'm not sure if it made mine, but com- but after watching it again now, I, it almost doesn't even feel like a slasher. What? <laughs> um, he said, it almost doesn't feel like a slasher. <laughs> Very it really fixed. isn't. <laughs> oh, come on. You're crazy. What? What? There's really, there's no slashing. Oh, so slashing makes it a slasher? Then how come you consider Maniac Cop a slasher? They're shooting guns. It's a stalk and kill. It's a, you know, a, a stalk and kill type slasher. So there's, there's not I don't care about the killing? weapon. No, there really isn't in this. I, I don't know. Christian? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I did not make my list. Uh, 
and my rating has not changed. I knew that it made Christians. I thought that it made yours too, B. It might have. I honestly don't remember. I, I don't know. All I know is it did not make mine. Why? I've never been super high on this film. I had a much better experience this time, but I still maintain that it's 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 a borderline slasher. I mean, there's not much in the way of kill count. It's, you know, one of the kills isn't even by the main villain, if you will. So it, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it borders for me. But, you know, even before that, the opening, the opening credits with the music and Great. The, uh, the images of the uh, automatons, phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. Sets the mood right away. It, it yeah. is yep. a li- it's marred a little bit by the psycho homage. I, know, I, I, I could have done without that. It war- I mean, it, it's what fine, the- but it doesn't need That's- to be there. What the the psycho slash Halloween homage? I kind of right. like that. It's it's it like kind of cool. It's kind of like universal. A dose. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Joey's a little bit of a perv. He's you know, <laughs> he just wanted to see uh, nice tatas. What's her name? Amy. He just wants to see Amy's tatas. Yeah, yeah. He talks about them. He's kind of like the kid in uh, what do you call it? Well, they Night got it the from demons. him. The kid in. Um, thank you, sir. Yes, Night of the Deeds. The answer man over here. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. Um, how about this? You get nudity from the final girl almost right away. How often do you see that? Well, when you start off with basically only two girls in the cast, you know. Yeah, but still, how often do you see the, the final girl, number one, get nude, number two, get nude early? Like That doesn't feel like a slasher. Oh, my God. You have a final girl chase at the end. How is that not a slasher? One oh, of the scariest. A very, that's a very small chase. Oh, my God, dude. Come that, on. That, that's, that's barely a chase. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a major issue there with them looking down on that room, and then they run down the hall, and all of a sudden they're in that room. What's going on? They didn't climb down anything. How did they end up in that room? Hmm. Maybe they just didn't show them climb. I don't know. I don't recall because... <laughs> I want to see climbing. Are you talking about where they go into where the guy killed the hooker or the gypsy? Yeah. Yeah. Are we allowed to say gypsy nowadays or is that still politically? We call them gypsy gypsy hookers. (laughs) Sex worker, Christian. Come on. You should know. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Why does his mic sound better than both of yours? Well, it's it's, it's me, dude. Come on. Fuck. Swallowing it. (laughs) What's wrong with my mic? This is so sad. Yeah, I'm kind of too. Jeez, Christian, look at you alienating your co-hosts. Yeah, do you, do you two mind stop and, we'll, and, and Mr. Watson and I will just continue the talk? <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Well, see you guys. I didn't know it was bedtime for the listeners. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Brad. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Uh, I'm at Dave. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> He really meant that. That was true. Right? No, I think he did mean that. He yeah, meant that. He totally meant that. If he says it's a joke, it's just backpedaling from this point forward. That's okay. I, I wipe my ass with your feelings too. It's, it's just another film. Another film for me, much like Humanoids from the Deep, where there's a tremendous amount of missed opportunity for me. Dude. I will agree with you on that because my problem every time I watch this movie is there's way too much downtime in the middle. and yeah, I way, way too much downtime. They needed to increase either the, the size of the crowd or have, you know, definitely increase the kill count. And uh, <laughs> they should they didn't really they should have done something with the Joey character. I mean, he sneaks out there. You thought he was going to kind of be a, that, a hero. A, so, yeah, he just goes back home. 
Yeah, that's after funny. that guy finds him and and, and the most <laughs> creepiest line in cinema, I, I washed him down real good. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said? Yeah. yeah, I washed him up real good. Yeah, I know. Like, can you imagine? I thought like, that the same was scarier. Thing. That was scarier than the Frankenstein monster. Yeah, I always wonder how scary. he got that mask on. I think his pops probably put it on him. He's like, yeah. come here, boy. You know? Come here, boy. How about the father playing like 20 different characters? Oh, he's great, though, isn't I, he? Oh, yeah, I love that guy. He does good in this. Uh, man, all those carnival barkers are, are pretty good. They, they, they legit do. It does seem like a carnival. I'll give some props there. It does seem like a real carnival to me. It, it, all that stuff works out well. Uh, he's, he's, in my, he's in my top three barkers right up there with um, Clive and uh, Bob. <laughs> right up there, right? My first uh, words were Bob Barker when I was three years old. I'm not kidding. Really? I couldn't what? talk until I was three years old. And I just one day my mom said you were just like Bob Barker. No it, joke. Wow. You know yeah. what? It all makes sense now since you got such a – that's why you haven't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You invited I'm, me on the I'm show, sorry, folks. I and this is what... I, I'm sorry. Does I anybody else wish they had a DeLorean right now? <laughs> A what? A go back in time and, and and go back in time to prevent Brandon from inviting me, yeah, yeah. or God from joining this. Exploding Heads. God damn this flex oh, capacitor! Anyway. My God, let me let me say something really quick, and then let let's let Watson and Christian say something. But uh, in the beginning, when they have all those guys and they show the friggin' the animatronics and all that stuff, and they play oh. that scary music, and it's great. Did you notice that one of them? Looks exactly like a fat Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Or possibly <laughs> a fat Tom Hanks from like Big Era. <laughs> or possibly. I'm, I believe in the I believe in the credits he was credited as Fat Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's dressed like Pee Wee Herman to a T, and he looks like him, but he also kind of looks like Tom Hanks. I thought Pee Wee Herman. I'm, yeah. Like, now that you're saying Tom Hanks, it sounds really I'm funny. I'm trying <laughs> to use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling <Tom> you. <laughs> I'm going to hold up his picture. No, it, anyway, it looked exactly like Pee Wee Herman. I took a picture and I showed it to my brother uh, as I was watching it, just to see if he would say, hey, Pee Wee Herman. And he came back at me and said, Tom Hanks. But hold on, I'll show you that later while you guys talk. Christian, yeah. no, how about this? Watson hasn't said a word about this movie. What do you think? We don't know anything about your... We know Christian, I think, likes it the most. Watson, what, what's your take on The Fun House? It's, it has uh, themes and motifs and subtext and atmospheres. Uh, 6.5 out of 10. <laughs> you know what? I, I will actually counter-argue, even though that was a good joke. The, I, the, it, oh, thanks. I like the movie. I like the movie. It's enjoyable, but it's fairly one note. I mean, there's. I don't think yeah, there's any yeah. hidden context. I mean, it's, it's literally these kids get trapped in there, witness something, and they get stalked and killed. So I it do is, think that it's note a is, and that note is a suicide note. Okay, can you guys see that? Uh, the contrast is a little <laughs> off, but yeah, I could get it. It looks like Pee Wee Herman sitting with a Brandon. I really think he's. Face. I really think he's just showing a picture of Pee Wee Herman right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that wasn't a picture of Pee Wee Herman. That's the Manta Carita. That is from the movie. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Wow. Little it like, Hanks, though, like too, Chinese no? Pee Wee. <laughs> but look at his clothes. He's he's definitely dressed to just like Pee-wee Herman. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. God is watching you, as that girl says. Um what's her is that the one that says that? Uh, the, no. the crazy that's the crazy lady and yeah. the just walking around. That's like the homeless lady. 
Yeah. God for- is watching you. How about the fortune teller when she snaps? I'll break every fucking bone in your body. <laughs> <laughs> she breaks character for that one scene. I love it. Just though. for a second. Oh, it's great. But then later on, when she's talking to the, to what's his name? What's his name, too? Uh, he's got a name, you know. I got a name. Um, Croce? Uh, Croce. <laughs> not Jim Croce. Um, the, you know, the, the Frankenstein monster. Gunther. Gunther is his name. Or he's been labeled Gunther by people over the years. Anyway, Gunther, when, when she's hanging out with him about to, you know, do, do some dirty stuff with him, she has the accent. Well, we know the accent is a put-on because she breaks it. When she yells at them, all of a sudden oh, she's on the show. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a but she's still... Maybe he likes that. He only wants a hand oh. job with the accent. That's true. Maybe it's it's exotic to him. Maybe that's role play. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Was he yeah, supposed she... to? Were they gonna fuck? Or do you think it was just gonna be a hand job that he ended up to shooting off too quick? He branded Orlick out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's quite the verb. <laughs> no, I think it was gonna be the full treatment. He just. Uh... Got a little excited. Blew it. He doesn't know the he doesn't know the value of a dollar. Yeah, he blew it. She should have refunded him half. That yeah, she should have. She should have ripped it in half and thrown the other half in his face. <laughs> Here's your fucking half. I'll I mean, break every fucking bone in your body. <laughs> Does this face creep you out, Dave? Yeah, man. Of course, everything about him creeps me out. I see. I, he doesn't creep me out. Like he seems what? like. He seems you want nice. to get chased by that thing? I don't want to get chased. I would have been nice to him. He Why looks so like he'd be cool to hang out with. I don't know. Why he wasn't cool to anybody. Now the show makes me high pitched. <laughs> he wasn't cool to anybody, man. He was freaking scary. And that final chase that you shit on, that, that to me is the best part of this film. That's the scariest uh, final, part of this film. Final chase is fairly weak. Are you kidding me? With when that ladder drops, all of a sudden she's there, and all of a sudden that ladder just drops down. And Frenchie screams, and he comes down. Are you freaking? And then they run in that room, and she boards it up, and then he comes in there, and not once but twice later. Oh, dude. And he screams right in her face for no reason. Ah-ha! I'm like, oh, my God. It's freaking horrifying. And then at the end, when he, when he's going around that thing um, in, on those hooks, and again, you think maybe he's dead, and then he pops up and he screams again right at her. Oh, dude. It's bad enough he looks every, like every, every, time, right every time I see that, I'm like, man, I got to go pick up my dry cleaning. Oh my! Oh. I would, Dave. It, there, it, that's that's the saving grace of this movie. It's just, it's yep. scary. It's got scary moments. Like I I said earlier, though, the downfall is it's it's fairly one note, but it makes up for it in the atmosphere and the scary department. So based on the fact, okay, I'm, the, I'm the, forgiving of it. Sorry, no, Brandon, the, go ahead. the mistake the mistake here with with the lack of scare for me is that they reveal his face too early. Maybe maybe in the final chase, like you're saying, Dave, with, with the screams and all that, it would have been scarier if that was the first time you saw his face and he was wearing the Frankenstein mask the whole time versus them seeing it very early on. That Maybe I that's could, it for yeah. me. I could see it, like a Jason, like that, that, that moment at the yeah. end when the mask comes off and how it's dramatic. The screaming, the screaming, like I will give you that. The screaming is awesome. <laughs> I wish he had done more screaming. I wish you had heard more screaming in the hallways when they're trying to get away from him. Like bad. You know, <laughs> <laughs> It's not a bad movie. I don't. I really don't hate it by any means. I just like with that opening, with the credits, and just the the settings and the set pieces, and even the performances are good. You know, the, I got nothing against this group of of teenagers. I just felt like I don't know. It it could have been so much bigger. I have a feeling your ratings are all going to be fairly similar. They, they always are. Almost. They probably are. will be. I'm not like a. I, I'm not a super low rater when it comes to films that I don't enjoy, especially if I recognize that 
it's you know it's not a bad film by any means it's just missed its opportunity for me i'm with you on the mask though that that would be a really good story beat it if it if it had played out that way i like that yeah, yeah. you're welcome uh, b you. i love you i love you too all right, lovers. Uh, do you guys think they set up that skeleton to jump? Remember that part when that skeleton comes up and they all jump? And the, and the, you think that the, they set that up to happen or just it was coincidence? Do you guys remember that part or no? See, certain things stick out to me and that skeleton thing that comes from below was cool. And when, when the random shit just goes off in the funhouse, even after it's closed, that stuff is kind of scary. Yeah, what do you, you mean? Do you I mean? think they didn't tell the actors that it was going to happen to try to scare them? I don't, I don't know where no. you're getting at. No, no, no. When that skeleton jumps up, do you think that freaking Dad and Gunther freaking did that intentionally? Was that after after they uh, stole the money and had been exposed? And boy, what a stupid thing. If that kid doesn't steal the money for no fucking reason, none yeah. of that Oh, happens. none of that happens, yeah. yeah that's a lot of money, man. He thought They thought they were going to walk through that door. They just didn't realize they weren't going to. That's not what was going to happen. <laughs> What a dick. Why would you do that to, to these, these poor people that make a living freaking traveling around different carnivals and, and doing their thing, and you're going to steal what, what little money they have? What yes. a dick. I, I wish he would have. He there died little, good. There was a little bit of depth to uh, to the Gunther character, too, because he, you see, even when he uh, attacks, uh, what's the other girl's name? Liz. I don't know, but Liz screwed Liz. up because she should. she offered him her body. And all she had to do was give it to him, and she could have survived. Or at least been a distraction for the others. Yeah. She had to turn on him. But, that dumb well, but, but that's very symbolic of, you know, and the way he reacts is very symbolic of the way the, fa- the father treated him. Because he slaps her the way he slapped him earlier in the film. Why, oh, wow. Why Cycles that, of violence. Why didn't that stop him, though? Like, she stabs him right, like right into the... Right... Like practically right because through. he because he was gentle <laughs> even with the with the uh, with the gypsy woman fortune teller sorry uh, he was he was gentle <laughs> with her until the point where she was mean and abusive and and was you know hurting him in a sense you know no, I'm by, saying, well, by, I didn't kill him like I mean I know it's a horror right. film and he's a killer like that was some penetration what are you <laughs> saying why didn't why didn't Liz kill him would she stab him in the back it, it's like it, she does. Yeah. Well, no. Christian is saying, why did it have such a strong effect on him? That little thing that she did, right? That's what you're saying. No, I said I think it should have had more of an effect on him. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why did it have such a little effect? Oh, on little. Him? Sorry. Right. Excuse me. Wait, I'm confused. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I am we could so tell. Lost her. <laughs> she stabs him in the back, and they barely yes. like, just makes him mad. But like he, she really did jab that down into him. It makes him mad because I think he was approaching her in a gentle manner. I don't think he was going to hurt her. Okay. He wasn't going to hurt her. He wasn't mis- going to hurt her. I think he was going to make love to her. <laughs> they were going to make love. <laughs> oh, I think that's the whole point is he's actually not really such a monster, even though he looks like a monster, very much like, uh, you know, freaks. Where that the actual should, that should have taken are- him down is what I'm saying. The stabbing should have actually brought him down, and it does nothing. No, because he's still deformed and, and <laughs> abused. He's, you know, I mean, he's been abused his whole life. His father's a, a bastard. Also, he's built up a tolerance to being stabbed through the back. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> Michael Myers was just a kid who grew up and got shit, shot six times in the fucking head, but that's okay? <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah, hell. I mean, come on. Here. <laughs> Jason Voorhees got up after having a machete through his shoulder <laughs> and grew a foot and lost his hair in the next I- movie. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't on the road game. I don't know why I attacked Halloween so bad. I don't know why anytime somebody like questions something, I immediately attack Michael Myers. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, Brandon, like your your girl or something's like, Brandon, you're inadequate in bed, and you're like, you know what? Well, Michael Myers is a son of a bitch. <laughs> Michael Myers eats dogs. Fuck you. Get out of my house. Hey, give him his strength. Don't don't let him fool you. <sighs> okay. One thing that I found great in this movie, and I've mentioned it a few times uh, for other movies, and it, when it's done, it's it's and it works. It's a great thing that you see in horror, and it's that scene when the girl sees her family, through, and she's yes, on the yes. fan, they can't the hear fan, her. And yep. She's reaching out, trying to call them, and they can't hear her. Oh, that alone, that scene and the freaking final chase are, are are the best parts of this movie, along with, like I said, the atmosphere. Because the, the atmosphere, atmosphere does so. The atmosphere is so good. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, it but there should have It does. It does. But there should have been more. This movie, hey, I don't know, with Hooper directing, having this set up in a fun house and all that stuff you could play with, and a deformed killer in freaking 1980 or whatever 81 going out. This movie could have been like. You know, it should have been better. It really—that's yeah. the way I look at it. Is it the, this, the this could be a top ten. This could be a top yes. ten slasher film. It could I'll be up even there. Say that. It would be a slasher film if there were just more kills. And yes. I get it. It is a slasher, but it just—it borders for me. It just almost doesn't feel like it because it's just so much downtime. And yeah. really, the kills aren't so much of, of the focus. I mean, do any of the kills really stand out for you? Well, the axe. Remember when he gets the axe in the head and then he comes back later on the freaking yeah, that's the cool. hanging noose when the noose comes great. down and they they, they yeah. pull him up. Yeah, the, the noose is what kills him. Yeah. He's already dead when he takes the axe. But yeah, but yeah, that's the it's almost like the the second kill is better than the first kill. Yeah, but well, there was good stuff there. Just just damn it, just not enough. Yeah, I mean, would it have been awesome if if even got out of the funhouse and went to other areas? Because they showed the uh, the animal sideshow. There could have been some and 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 kills in there. I mean, they talked about there's brother on display in there. The yeah, they the jar. Did. There was just there was there was there was a lot of story set up there that could have been used to make this film even bigger. But Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was budgetary constraints and shit like that, too. Maybe it's Tobey Hooper with a formula. Because in <laughs> Texas Chainsaw... <laughs> because in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he had two couples. And that was... Well, he had Franklin, too. But I guess Gunther's the Franklin in this one, <laughs> in a manner of speaking. Cause, because, remember, he was a victim, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, he became yes. a killer, but he was ridiculed and he had a handicap. So I'm saying maybe he, he's like, well, I did this the Texas Chainsaw. I only had four people, but I had... What I had with Texas Chainsaw, I had interesting killers and a family dynamic. And he kind of, it seems like he kind of wanted, did that a little bit again here. He had a family. Yeah. Dave, you know I completely I'm... agree with that. I was actually thinking about the Toby Hooper formula or Tobe Hooper, however uh, however some people say it. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy. Uh, no, so, <laughs> no, I, I love him. Uh, but, you know, what you're talking about, about Hooper's formula, you, you look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you look at, like, say, something like Eaten Alive, you look at this, and... They borderline on that slasher, but and this one less so than those other two. But it's like you could you could make a case for it if you wanted to, but they don't quite fit. And I just think he like his template doesn't maybe neatly fit into the template of the slasher, especially as as it was taking off there. And what was what is this eighty eighty one? Yeah, yeah. I mean we're we're now experiencing slashers in full force now, and. 
yeah, it's just crazy. And I just don't know if what he's doing like fits neatly into it. I think it does fit to a degree, sort of like a like a Venn diagram in a way, but maybe not as neatly. So Brandon, I see what you're saying. And Dave, good observation about Hooper's formula. I think that that makes sense to me intellectually. I dig it, man. Thanks. It just occurred to me now. I was like, you know what? Maybe that's what it is. Because yeah, and, and all three of those films, even eating a lot, they capture like this really, really cool uh, atmosphere. Oh, I love eating alive. Yeah, me too. I've yeah, yeah. A lot of his films come to think of it. So you know, I, I've said this before on another show and a guest appearance, and it bears repeating. I, I don't know. Uh, this movie is tailor made for a remake, but mm. not just a remake by anybody. The perfect person to remake this movie, and I can't believe he hasn't watched this and, and said, I should do this, because this is up my alley. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Rob Zombie. 100%. His visual style, his background with carnies, uh, yeah. the way he has, uh, I could see him. Uh, Rob Zombie should have 100% have made this movie instead of Carney? Circus Hulk? Small Fingers? All of it, buddy. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Rob Zombie. Small just hands. A, Sorry. Just small imagine hands. what he would have could have done with this movie. Just think about a modern he's, day. He still can. That's man. a good. That's a. That's a good call. Yeah, this man. definitely could use a. Uh, would benefit from a remake. I think. I don't think it could go wrong. Uh, seriously, with that setting, with Rob Zombie bringing what he brings, his visual style and and the music and everything else, and you know he had those ridiculous characters. You know what I mean? Ah, man. I agree, think, man. But they still have to have this, this sort of underlying uh, character development. I mean, it's it's not overdone here, but there's there's substance to each of these characters. And I feel like with Rob Zombie, if if we're talking about him doing it, he just seems to make all his characters completely straight laced. Not saying that's a bad thing, but he's got to got to become more nuanced if you want to remake a film like this. Because that's one thing I appreciate right. with this, which is very weird for for somebody to say. I mean, people are probably like the fuck he's making fun of. Just watch it. But there is there's some there's, there's some nuances and and subtlety to these characters that's uh, that I appreciate. Listen, I don't think Rob Zombie can make a proper final girl. I don't think he can write it. I, just I agree. Think, and I think that 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 would be the problem. Like what he did with Halloween too was okay. They tried to make Lori sympathetic, but she was batshit crazy the whole time, too. Obviously, you can't give him any credit for Halloween because, you know, that's John Carpenter's ideas, and that's a character, and he didn't even write her right. I just don't think that Rob Zombie is capable of writing a normal, you know, teenage girl or, or, or young young woman uh, to be sympathetic. So that would be the problem, and many people have said that about Rob Zombie. They'd love to see him direct someone else's writing, you know, but mm. that's that's not going to happen. But anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. This this fun house here. Uh, do we have anything else to add before we wrap it up? I, I don't think so. I think like I think we've said it all because really, there's not much to say. We the atmosphere and uh, the the monster is creepy. I, I I dig the look, the drool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so gross. Yeah, the kills are not overly explicit, but they're effective. And yeah, it, it's a fun ride. It, it's not it's nothing. It's not great territory, but I really enjoy it. I was at a well, seven point five on on the when I did it for the slasher film or for the slasher episode, excuse me, and it was my number thirty eight, and I I feel like I I will stick with that rating. Wow, nice. Well, my rating has not changed uh, in the last three or four times I've watched it. I I, I enjoy it, but it only it, it, for me it, it's it's more of what could have been. 
But it, it does have its strong points that I, that I pointed out that I happen to like. But it's just very dull in the second half, and there's just something lacking there. And I always check out. But ultimately, it's a six and a half for me. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Six and a half. What could right. have been part time? What could have been three six and a half? So that's pretty badass, guys. Wow, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Hall of Fame. <laughs> all, of, all of slightly above average and that's why i've got the <laughs> listeners respect no no you don't yeah, as a listener, as a trust, listener me. trust me i do listeners weigh in now is yes. it true did, did deep coots do a novelization of this yes he did did anyone mm-hmm. read it no 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 no. i think the, the i think the novel was before the movie i i did not know that i've read it i, I could be wrong i could have now I'm, I'm confused. I don't know where I read this. Why, why, why am I making this up? No, there is definitely a book of the Funhouse, and I'm pretty sure it was Dean Koontz, and I think you're right about that. Uh, was this movie based on it? Maybe not. Maybe the I'm... It is a novelization. Yeah. It actually came, it says 1980 for the uh, for the novelization, so that would be hmm. for the movie. But it doesn't say based on the novel by Dean Koontz. Which was... No. Uh, it's which was made into there was the Larry Block screenplay. It says here the Fun House is a 1980 novelization by American author Dean Koontz, who I, I think Odd Thomas is one of the best books ever, uh, based on a Larry Block screenplay, which was made into the 81 film The Fun House, directed by Tobe Hooper. Uh-huh. Aha, yeah, that's kind of cool. Indeed. So yeah, they came out simultaneously, maybe. Yeah, or or yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize that this was a Dean Koontz property. He's an author. I know we're in the Stephen King Renaissance, and I love King, and I'll never say a bad word about him. But there, Koontz has a lot of great scripts that would make fantastic movies. But he's just an untapped well there. You know, it's 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 because he, people want to compare him to to King, but they're they're not alike really at all. Honestly, no. if you read them both. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. I did not know this was a novelization. Or uh, based that this, yeah, an adaptation, I guess. That's crazy. Wow. Nice, nice, nice digging, B. There you go. Funhouse. Got B. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is the official last time. Well, maybe we'll bring it back. But for quite a while, <laughs> Triple R's. Now we are going to return to Triple R's old school style. But... Oh, and, and this just in. Next yeah. week, we'll be bringing back the Triple R's. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. You just said goodbye to him. I just wanted to announce that we're bringing him back. Ain't going to happen. Thanks for all the triple R's, boys and girls. Triple R's are going away? Well, they're going away as a Patreon uh, request. Gotcha. We're only, it's only going to be a feature or a um, a trilogy that we you know, the ones that we've picked. And we're talking about maybe doing double features, but one step at a time, people. One step I love it. Time. So we shall see. But I think we should probably take a break really quick. And on the flips, we'll bring back the trips. We are back, and we are going to come around with old school triple R's making their return. We're just going to talk about uh, some movies that we've seen, each taking our turn, round robin style, as it initially was, and as it's going to be again. So I believe we each have three. Uh, Watson, I don't know about you, because you were uh, the, the big surprise. I think, <laughs> I think we got some movies to talk about. So who wants to go first? Well, we brought up Trick earlier. Why don't we get Why don't we get into it? So yeah, let's, let's get I, I, that I, out. Trick, 2019. Here's a the stupid synopsis: A no-nonsense detective tries to track down a mass murderer named Trick, who is terrorizing a small town. It's uh, directed by uh, Patrick. Uh, I'd say Lussier, but I don't know if that's 
I've heard other people pronounce it differently, but Canadian guy. He did My Bloody Valentine, the remake, uh, editor on a few Russ Craven movies. Uh, I was expecting to enjoy this quite a bit, and it really let me down. Uh, I, and in fact, I already threw my rating out on Facebook uh, on a uh, when um, someone else was talking about it, saying how they enjoyed it, and it was really fun. And giving it a seven and a half out of ten, and I was like, "Wow, I can't comprehend that because I thought it was really messy, very quickly, uh, shoddily filmed. Uh, the editing was frantic, the pace is frantic, but not there's no loose. It's it's really loose. There's no connection to any scenes. Uh, and and it's funny when Moods reviewed this on Bloody Bits, everything he complained about." but didn't really say it affected his rating is exactly what affects my rating to, for this movie because I just couldn't get into the film. It, it, every move they did is from a filmmaking standpoint just took me out of the movie. So the, there's a couple of, of, of cool little bits. So the guy, the killer's name is Patrick. So there's where the trick comes from. It takes place on Halloween. He's a mass killer. He goes ape shit at a party. But there's no enjoyment there because when he goes apeshit, he's just, it's just a bunch of fast kills and you can't really focus on anything. So although you really want to enjoy it because of the because of the craziness that you're 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 seeing, it, you just can't enjoy it because of the way they present it to you. Uh, and then you snap forward. So this takes place, I think, a few Halloweens back. And then each year there's another mass killing by someone that is emulating trick, uh, but wearing a different mask. And then we cut to 2019. Uh, I thought the performances all around were pretty weak, save for Tommy motherfucking Atkins. Uh, he was decent enough. But one of the funniest parts was, uh, I think they were, Trick was going to attack like uh, people coming out of a rave or a dance. And they, they, there was no money to this movie. And you could tell because they shot it where you'd hear the music and you'd see lights thumping. And there's two people in the, the bottom left portion of the screen dancing nobody else they couldn't even like they didn't even have anybody <laughs> at the dance and then that was like i was like wow this is really bad i all around just uh, missed opportunities left right and center uh, i couldn't connect to anything uh, a four out of ten for me wow wow anybody else see that i didn't as i said earlier but i didn't but that's such i mean because I, I know what you're talking about the review that uh moods and derek did yeah i, heard, think, I, think, I, I think derek was at an eight i think and uh, well, he said yeah. there was an entertainment rating uh and i and i'll give him that and i'm not i'm not shitting on their review because i actually listened to the review after well, I, I heard it but or, listen to the review after i watched it excuse me the film yeah but if you're still giving it a four out of ten the entertainment value couldn't have been that high i mean you're How not well? gonna there's, jump, a, you're lot, not, I mean, there's a lot of carnage there's a lot of kills it's just the presentation is so off-putting that I can't mm. I can't connect to anything. So see, it seems like you noticed a lot of the filmmaking mistakes or decisions rather that were employed in the film that that you didn't enjoy. Um, and you know, I will say this: when I saw the movie, I didn't notice those as much. And your keen eye, I hate to compliment you, but you would notice that because you have, you know, you have that sense. And so that's the last compliment you get there. That's but fine. no, uh, it's yeah. called I, it's called nonsense. It's called nonsense. Yeah, no, but, but I, I did enjoy certain story beats of the film, like the the the. I think Christian, you might have even said maybe online or someone else did. Maybe it, it was maybe Moods or Derek's review, but somebody had pointed out the the mechanism of the killer trick himself 
that, okay, is this guy a man? Is he a force of nature? Is it supernatural? What direction or in what direction is this going? And I rather liked that plot point. However, I do feel like if I were to see this again, I might see the things you did from a filmmaking standpoint that didn't hit me this time because you, you mentioned it. And that stuff typically does stand out to me. I guess I missed it this time good old whiskey and being deep in my cups but i do think that uh i think you're on to something i am higher than you are on that i think i'm at a 6.5 on it i did i did enjoy it i thought it was cool but uh not not terribly great um it, it felt more like a police procedural and i know a lot of people are saying that it does feel more police procedural uh oriented rather than slasher oriented so dave uh i i if you're if you're jones in for a slasher you know, Brent B, if you are too, uh, I this won't deliver that for you necessarily, despite the sheer amount of kills you really do get. So, yeah, I see what you're I'm saying. I'm for a police procedure. No, I, I want them to see it now because I, I, I want to <laughs> just nothing. I want to like these movies. Like, I don't go in going, I can't, God, I can't wait to tear this one a new one. I, I want to enjoy them. That's why I'm putting them on. I was really looking forward to this, just seeing the talent that was involved. Uh, Jamie Kennedy seemed totally miscast. Uh, and when he comes on the screen, I'm like, what happened to you, buddy? I know everybody I he ages. he played himself in the movie. No, yeah, remember not. I told you about that? <laughs> no. Uh, no he remember doesn't. I told you that he looked older than what's his name? Remember we made a joke, or I made a joke, or you guys made a joke of what I said when I was talking about Tremors, how he was in Tremors, and um, who the hell was he with? Burt Gummer, uh, what's his name, Michael Gross. And I said, I don't know. He looked like he was as old as Michael Gross or yeah, something like that. true. Wow. He, he's not he looking good. He looked gross. <laughs> o- Omar Epps. Omar Epps was decent enough based yeah, on what he, he had to, good. To, what, what he had uh, to do with. I, the, tr- the twist was okay. I liked the that. They, they tried to put yeah, something. That... They tried to do something else out there. Just wasn't enough. Like It's funny because the way I talk, maybe it seems like it should have edged over above average. But no, I was really, I was really trying to pull any positives out of it i just i just couldn't i was not enjoying it i was re- i almost now, did turn this, it off. is this a triple r or is this a feature <laughs> it's so funny because on the break on the break i said i don't know if i'm gonna be able to talk that much about these movies and you're like, got on five minutes about it so no. kudos to you brandon you fucking i'm skunk. sorry <laughs> can I, can I, this, I have a question for all three of you because you all are pretty successful with women how do I get a girl to give me a Burt Gummer? So first of all, d- I don't be yourself, be me. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. And I'm going to answer with the name of the movie that we were discussing. Trick. Trick. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta I trick her into you. giving me the old Burt Gummer. I honestly, put your money down, B. I'll tell you right now, B. I suggest shaving your whole face off. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to and say. then sticking it in salt water. <laughs> Ow! Oh, oh wow! That was, a, that was an odd observation. I mean, I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> these are Half these are all callbacks. Uh, these are all. Half I was going to call you Dustin. <laughs> well, he, you know what it was? He was like, he was like, in the ocean. Yeah. So he was still alive. So I, it just felt like it was probably the salt water hitting that really giant open wound on his head. <laughs> It's got to oh. hurt. You're right. It's got to hurt. All right. I guess I, I'll go next since I just pulled up a page for the first film I want to just quickly talk about. I'm going to keep them short because I feel like with the <laughs> films I'm going to talk about, I, the less you know, the better, at least mm-hmm. from you know, my point of view. And it's uh, a new film that came out this year called Starfish. 
Aha! I can add on to this one. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll read the description. Good. A unique, intimate portrayal of a girl grieving for the loss of her best friend, which just so happens to take place on the day the world ends. And this is from a first-time feature-length feature, feature length director, A.T. White. And uh, the, the lead girl in this, Virginia Gardner, she, her best friend has, has just died, and she's grieving, and she basically goes and stays in her apartment and through the grieving process, all of a sudden the world starts to end and it has to do with this, this audio signal. And it gets very sci-fi and very surreal. And uh, if I had to compare the feel of this film, it almost feels like a uh, Moorhead and Benson film. who did like Endless or Resolution. Mm, okay. It, it has a feel like that where you're not quite sure what's going on, but you're intrigued. And it's just a, a deep, rich character study. It's got great, a great soundtrack. The effects, some of the uh, creature effects are a little, uh, a little too CG for me. But uh, it's got a cool animated scene in there. It, it's really, it's really a unique style filmmaking. And uh, ultimately, I, I like, uh, I like the way it develops and I like the way it plays out. It leaves a lot open for interpretation, but I think it gives you enough where you're not frustrated by that. It's definitely thought provoking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's you know it's uh, this this to me definitely is is a character study. I know I use that a lot, and that, but you know with everything that's going on with Humanoids it being you know with <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. no with this being you know sci-fi horror drama you know all that all the horror and the sci-fi going on I, I always t I took as uh, more metaphorical. Really. Yeah. I, t huh. I took a, I took a lot of what was going on as being as being metaphorical. So you think that the one girl is crazy and this girl's crazy too? That'd be the only way it could be metaphorical. They just both happen to be wackadoos and one's buying into the other's thing, but then the other person's in on it. So I don't know. Is it sexual? Because <laughs> starfish is no, a it's not sexual position. at all. I wish it was. You know who the girl is? <laughs> the the babysitter from Halloween 2018. She is yes. gorgeous. Voice yes. or something? Yes. Yeah. Did the moments of CGI bring you out of the film at all? Because there were some CGI moments that were like, wow. The, cre the creatures were very... Oof. Yeah, that was... Yeah, really? I've heard people say that. You guys have said it. Jason has said it. I didn't... It didn't turn me yeah. off that much. But I'll tell you what. The one important one, the one that is really cool, looked pretty good to me. And oh, I don't the, big, the big thing? Or, yes. That was awesome. That was yes. great. The, the big thing almost reminded yes. me of like the film. The Mist. The mist. Oh, Not only The yeah. Mist, but yeah, Mon Mon Monsters. Remember that film, Monsters? Mon Mon I never Mon saw it. Oh, that's a great film. And also, like, uh, like very Lovecraftian, like that film last year with had the uh, the creature with the tentacles in the sky. What was that Oh, one? at the very end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the babysitting. Um, oh, damn it. Hold on. Oh, what was it? Housewife. Housewife, yes. That was, oh, I never yeah. saw that. Huh, okay. Yeah, good film. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah. Lovecrafty and stuff, and that whole, you know, tidying in with the hidden tapes. You know what that stuff reminded me of? A little bit of breaking a code, kind of like Pool in a way. A different take yeah. on it. But... I actually found this one even more confusing than Pontypool oh, at times. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, this, this one definitely requires multiple watches, but uh, for for a one-time view, I was, I was actually – fairly high on it i'd go uh i don't give you right no a, ha a ha half head explosion okay half head explosion on this one and uh a, a strong recommend for sure and i'm also on that same thing i, I give yeah. it a half head as well I, yeah. I quite enjoyed it i also give it that all right nice so that means c you, you might want to see it 
I don't know. Pass. Okay. Pass. <laughs> the hard pass. The loathing. I'll watch Trick again. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Oh, trick. You worked it okay. I, I'm catching up. I'm doing pretty good. I have 32 in now for the year 2019. I'm, you know, I'm making a run at at least 52. So I've nice. come around. I, I'm going to talk about my last three that I watched. One at a time, of course, but that because I remember them. All. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and just rumble them all, ramble them off. But these are the last three I watch, and I will tell you right now, all three of them are full head explosions for me. So yeah. that that's a good thing. Trick. And I'm going again. I'm going to talk about them because they're the freshest in my memory. Although this one, although like B said, I don't want to give too much away, so I'll be brief. But uh, one cut of the dead, and honestly. Yes. To say much about it does kind of give everything away. I can you, tell you, you this. really, you really can't say. Um, you almost shouldn't say anything about that film. You know I what? I agree. I agree. Maybe I won't. How Maybe many, I'll how say many something scenes else. is it? Uh, how many cuts are there? One. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want. I'll tell you what. Those that are the caliber of joke. <laughs> one hey, cut of the dead. Fuck. That aspect is <laughs> is phenomenal, though. The whole one cut of the dead and <laughs> what happens in the beginning and oh. what and where. I can't say. You're right. I'm not. I'm. Just, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to use. That Dave. Way. Dave. Let me ask you a question about this film. Did your daughter get to see this with you at all? She did. Did she enjoy it a lot? You know what? I haven't asked her since, but she was watching it in the beginning, and she was pointing out all kinds of flaws with it. And she's like, "Well, why did this happen? Well, why right? did this happen? Right?" And I'm watching it, just kind of trying to go with it. And I'm. I'm saying, number one, Frankie, I said shut something. Up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. I know. <laughs> Something is going wow. to happen. No, yeah. I told her something is going because people are talking about this film. There's going to be a shift in something. This is not just going to be the movie the way you're seeing it now. So, this is going to lead us to something else. So and it does. Yeah. Yes. But she was very, you know what she was calling it as she was watching it? This is funny to come out of, uh, out of someone's mouth, her age, but she was like, this looks like a high school film project. That's what she said. <laughs> It's, it's, funny, it's funny she says that because the first 10 minutes of this film, I'm literally like, what the fuck? I hate this. Why are people <laughs> raving this? Right. But what it what it becomes, what it turns into is honestly one of the most brilliant piece of filmmaking I've seen yes. in a long time. I, I will just give my hand right away. It's a 10 for me. And I don't say that lightly. My son and I had an absolute blast watching this. I got emotional at the end. I'm on the other side of the couch and he... You know, there's a, a, a poignant scene between the a, a father and daughter, and I'm I'm on the other side of the couch mm. looking away, and he's like, "Dad, what what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Nothing. It's good. I'm not getting emotional or anything." He's like, "Look over here," and I'm like, "There are no tears in my eyes. I'm not even looking over <laughs> there though. I'm not looking over there though." And then he and then so he's like, "Hey, Dad, it's okay. I know you have emotions sometimes." And I'm just like, "Thanks, bud." <laughs> like nice. this movie is so wow. poignant and works on so many levels to deliver to. If I don't think, well, I'm, I almost said what genre I think it is, but I'm not mm. going to do that because that could be a spoiler. What I will say is this is the delight of the year for me. I don't think it'll be on my lists, uh, but it should be mentioned because it's such a great piece of why filmmaking. Would it be on your I, list? I hope... Sorry for cutting you off there. Why, if it's why, the delight why, of the why year for you, why, yeah, why wouldn't it be on your list? Can't well, because... say. <laughs> I can't say. I can't because of because... genre classification, let me jump in and say one thing. Wow, what a pansy. Let me... But hold on, let me Fuck say something. <laughs> <laughs> I know what he's going to say or what he's thinking, and I was actually thinking it too. Although the first act, also known as, as I'm going to call the one cut, 
yeah. is, is solidly has its feet planted where you want it to be planted as far as genre classifications. The rest, maybe, maybe not. However, however, the only people that I could see sitting down and watching this movie and loving it are horror fans. So for oh, yes. that reason alone, I, I, I'm telling you, I cannot have one of my straight friends who doesn't watch horror okay. say, hey. So not C or B. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, definitely not. <laughs> I, I think about it. Could you call one of your friends that isn't a horror fan and say, watch this movie and think that they're going to appreciate it? Dave, I completely agree with you on that. And that's why I'm sort of like uh, going kind of go. back and forth with my list because this is a movie made for horror fans and specifically for horror fans that are interested in the things that go into the films you enjoy. For yes. that reason, I will have it on my list with like an asterisk. Uh, like like a, here, here it is here. I'm not ranking it, but here's the ranking. And it's, yeah, it's, it's in there. So yeah, I, Dave, good, good observation, man. Thank you. See that helped with me. I was like, who else would watch this? I couldn't, I could not go to a party and say, Hey, I just saw this really good film the other day. One card of the dead and, and tell, or I couldn't go to work and say, and, and, and tell people to watch it just because it's not going to interest them. They're not horror fans. So if I, if in my opinion, it's only going to interest horror fans. Well, that's enough for me to put it in the umbrella. Hold on one second, Dave. I I jokingly muted Mr. Watson, and I think I can't unmute him. So, Mr. Watson, you're going to have to unmute your mic. (laughs) I'm sorry. Can I do it? No. Wow. (laughs) How long have I been muted? No, no. We heard everything. (laughs) What? The loathing. (laughs) The loathing. (laughs) We missed your review of One Cut of the Dead. (laughs) (laughs) The abuse. B told me, you can come on the show whenever you want. Dave has said this to me. This is my last appearance on Exploding. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, listeners. I've been saying that. I've been saying that for ninety episodes, Watson. I know you have. No, that's awesome. See, that's that made my night, dude. I'm sorry, no, but you weren't you weren't muted for any of your review part. It was that right after because Brandon told me you could do that, and I I did it. I'm like, oh shit, I can't unmute him now. So I had to let the cat out of the bag, or I would have felt horrible. Dude, it used it used to be a just a Skype like trick. We would play on each other. We'd be on <laughs> Skype. We'd be drinking, and literally. We would just all be muting each other the whole night, and sometimes you mute somebody while they're in the middle of talking, and you just watch them talk for like ten minutes <laughs> before they realize they were on mute. <laughs> oh, what happened? We just started doing that. Oh, it was really funny. Well, in in any case, Dave Z, you and my son agree that this should be like on horror people's list because this is a movie for horror films or for for it's a film for horror films. It's it's a <laughs> film for horror fans and. You know, I, I guess if the whole value proposition of our shows is we're, we're talking horror content for horror fans to listen to, then, yeah, why wouldn't you have something that is for horror fans on your list? That's a great argument. Voila. See, I'm here to help, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Mr. That's Watson. That's not making my list, but, you know. No. <laughs> do, you, do, you have, uh, do you have a triple R that you want to add? Oh, sorry, Dave, were you still going? No, I'm done. I'm, I was joking, <laughs> Actually, like... What about rabies, guys? What about rabies? Full head explosion. Rabies. Dave said said full head. I'm full head. You're clearly full head. Yeah. Christian, you haven't seen it yet? I've saved. There's like five movies I'm saving. No. No, this was one of them. I couldn't wait to see it. So this is very exciting that you guys have all kind of got the shared uh, rating. I I can't wait now. I think you're going to love it. I think you'll love it. I think I know I'm going to. 
but uh, I'm, I'm, this is this is making me even more excited. Yeah. You yeah, will like it because of the yeah. filmmaking yep. aspects of yeah. it. Just like, right, 100%. Just I, I was going to say this before. When when Christian doesn't like a movie, because it's what Watson was questioning Christian about earlier, saying something about you, you're really only focusing on the filmmaking aspects. What I'm going to say is this. When Christian really doesn't like a movie and then sees bad filmmaking aspects as well, that's when he pours it on. Because from an entertainment value, he sees shit. And then when he sees filmmaking values being shit, that's when he pours it on. And that's what he did in that when he was talking about that movie. Now, I'm going to flip it. When he watches this movie, One Cut of the Dead, and and gets a hold of of that stuff, he will appreciate that stuff as well. So who knows? You might end up up being your movie of the year. I don't know. You're right, yeah. And, and I'm always been like, who am I? I'm, I'm, I'm just this is that's my opinion, no differently than anybody else will have their opinion. So take it for what it is. But yeah, and I will also further that argument that I could actually have be very light on story, as if there's an emotional attachment, and and, and the movie takes me in from an emotional element and through the filmmaking that could elevate my rating. Because I, it's all about emotion. That's a movie's supposed to show you things more than tell you things. That's how I always look at it. Now, if it's a Should combination of Should we tell Christian everything... he's on mute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Oh. I'm sorry. I, it had to be done in the middle of you talking. I, well, I know it did. Off, it's yeah. That yeah. Thank, thank you. Great. You, you Great. know, to be honest, I never knew opinions could be wrong until I met Christian. <laughs> oh man I do want to say something while it's on the, on the top of my head I watched this on Shudder okay? One Cut of the Dead now I don't know if it's only going to affect one person listening but if I've done that for somebody then that, that's good enough for me I have been I haven't been able to watch Shudder the way I've wanted to in, in quite a long time I used to have it on Amazon when I realized that it was um, it wasn't the right shutter and it had a, it, the interface was not good and and the selection wasn't the same and you couldn't watch anything live and there was many other things that I learned was wrong with that I, I I canceled. It's been two years since I canceled the shutter that goes through the um, the prime app. So I began Chromecasting from my computer to the television, which is fine, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but I, I've yearned for an app. It's just easier to do that with navigation and everything else. Well, I discovered about, about three weeks ago that because I have a, a Sony smart TV, it, there are Android televisions. So if you have Google Play on that, you can now put the app. You can purchase, not not purchase. You can get the Shutter app through Google Play and have it right as an app on your Sony TV. So for anybody that has a Sony TV... And doesn't have any other way, you know, to, to get the app. Now you can do it right on your on your television. So I, I want to pass it on to somebody because it's made a big difference to me. Oh, and I've been cool. watching a hell of a lot of Shutter. Yeah, yeah. I was so I was trying to. I, I got fed up one day because I was trying to stream it with the Chromecast, and something was going on on my computer, and it, it froze up a couple times. And oh no, that's not what happened. I was trying to log on to my account, and it kept saying that I wasn't a member. And then I would put my stuff in and I would go in and it says, thank you. And then it, then it would say, you're not a member, but loin in, loin in, <laughs> but log in. Loins in, everyone. <laughs> log in 
to to do the free membership for a week. So because I wanted to watch something badly that night, I said, okay, I'll just do a free trial since they're not going to take my uh, my login information for whatever reason. So when I tried to do the free trial, that wouldn't work either. It kept saying log in. So obviously something was going on with the website and it was screwing up. I was like, son of a bitch. So anyway, I started playing around on the site looking for help. And then at the bottom of the, of the screen, it said ways you can watch Shutter. And one of them said Google Play. And I was like, Holy shit. My TV comes with Google Play. Boom. Problem solved. So there Brandon, you go. Brandon, quick question. This story or the Lucky the Cat story? Which one should be excised? <laughs> oh, God. I think he beat this story to death with Lucky. <laughs> I'm teaching oh, man. Man. That's all. We love, we love Lucky. We love Shudder. We love Google Play. And, we love, waiters, our, and we love our local wait staff. Tip your waiters. <laughs> Wait, did, who said tip the Raiders? <laughs> I did, and I said it before you made your joke, so fuck no, off. No, but he didn't know about that. He was on Wait, the show. He didn't? Yeah. He was on. I was here. Yeah. Remember oh, you when you invited no. me to be on the show? And <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know if you were here for, that, for the wait story. For am I, am I not that memorable? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is we're doing triple R's. They're taking six hours. Hold on one second. Yeah, welcome back. Mr. Watson will guess this correctly. I almost guarantee it. Mr. Watson, what movie has been playing on loop? You, there's no sound. What oh, movie do you I think haven't... I'm watching? Just out of any movie that you'd think I'd have on right now, what movie would it be? Oh, gosh. I, I, he Christian, told me, is, and I still don't remember. This is such a random thing. I, I have no idea, buddy. Like, I, your, your picture, your image is not up on the, on the, no, on the Skype. No, no, no. You just have to take a guess of what dumb movie would I have on in the background. You wouldn't even Which see it dumb in my movie. Yeah. Would it be <laughs> There's nothing Home Alone it. 3? No. no. But, but it is a sequel. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's a horror oh. movie. Uh, I, I, I don't Night know, four. buddy. Well, what do you got? Prom Night 4. Oh, you know, <laughs> on loop. I back you on the Prom Night 4, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's got, it's got boobs, butts, people getting burned on a cross. Gore, it, it's it's actually really good. It's on for the second time. I like time two now. and four better than one. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. What? Yes, dude, one is so boring. I don't I agree with that, that, but oh, I, it's okay. It's it's okay. It's I I don't know, like a six point five for me. It's good, but I don't. Know, I'll take two or four if I'm trying to have a good time over one. One is yeah. is strong because it has the the budget and the performances. I'll, I'll give it that, but. I don't, and that surprise kill, I, you know, ending, I guess. But I don't know. I, when if I'm gonna watch anything from prom night, two is like kind of my go-to, honestly. And I do <laughs> like four. It is good. It's fun. That, oh no, that, no, three. Two is fun. Oh, three jumps the shark. Ooh. What? Yeah, Sorry, Watson. Did you want? Did you have a triple triple R? Excuse I, me. That you wanted. I to have a, a super. I have a super quick one. A C, and I promise I'll, I'll make it fast. It's called Vlog Worthy from 2017. And the synopsis goes as follows from Amazon Prime, which is the same as IMDb because I did look. Des is a vlogger desperate to increase the number of views on her vlog and generate sales of her homemade jewelry. When she begins a new friendship with a publicist named Melissa, she starts to see the increase in traffic she's been hoping for. But when Melissa's plans to increase the views even more start taking dark turns, Des must decide how far she is willing to go to be vlog worthy. So... You guys, I could not even get through this movie. I never oh. turn movies off. I never do it. And wow. it's got it. Listen, got, gentlemen, it has a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb out of 320 views. You would think, okay, a 6.3, the, the witch is like a 6.8. This has got to be something. <laughs> I have a moderate, I have a, right? I have a moderate, like, 
I don't want to say obsession, but I'm in t immensely fascinated by certain YouTube vloggers and the, I guess, the culture that surrounds like YouTube culture and be, you know, with my interest in YouTube itself, which is very different from vlogging, but I, I, I know the business end of YouTube a lot. And so I really wanted to see what, how this movie would tap into that culture and take a look at that. And the lead girl does a great job with her performance, I feel. But other than that, and I even had to, I, 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 I it got so desperate. I had to post on the 22 shots page. That's how bad it got because Justin <laughs> that's has a, yeah, that's it. It's bad. I mean, they don't even they don't even know who I am over there. And uh, but they're like, they're like, well, Justin has an issue, same as I do, with intentional glitches in found footage films because this is a found footage film, Dave Z. Oh. And there there are so many, so many. And I'm, this is not uh, hyperbole. This is not me exaggerating. It's glitch, 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 just constant glitching. That's not real. Real glitching. It's like the stuff you add in two seconds as like a transition or as something in post-production when yeah. you're in like Premiere Pro or whatever you edit it with. It's on purpose. And it's so distracting and I was getting so annoyed. And despite the fact that the lead character, Des, is gorgeous and she does a great job, I think she she's definitely vlog worthy herself. I couldn't see any reason why this conflict needed to happen. It felt like she could walk away from it. It just, maybe it was me. And I, I'm that way too. Like, you know, with a breakup, I'll say, well, actually I'm typically more the it's not me, it's you. But that's what I, I guess, you know what? I'm just going to own this. That's what I feel like with this movie. It's not me, it's you. you. You done messed up. And so I couldn't even get through it, guys. I got like about a half hour in and I realized I wanted to have a good time with my night. So I switched it up. Now, if anybody has seen Vlogworthy and they're like, Watson, you missed out on a good time. If you stuck it out a little longer, you would have been amazed. Then I could take that and, and I, would, I would honor that criticism and give it a second watch or second try rather, but you guys, this isn't a void like I can't believe and I don't turn off movies, man. This is, wow. Ooh, this was rough. I, uh, so that's what I got, vlog worthy 2017. I can't wow. believe it. That was a short wow. review. That was a short well, one. <laughs> you got a professional on your hands classing up this joint, so. Uh, well, Pray to God let's see. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what, you guys, uh, in, in the spirit of just kind of trying to save the show and stuff like that so we can have, like, more interesting people talking, I'll go for another one. Um, no, 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 I, no, wait, wait. I'm wait. kidding. I'm kidding, Dave Z. That was wait, a joke no. Brandon. Oh, you son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I was going to say, since you pulled out, I wanted to know what you put in. You never pull out. <laughs> you know what I what? did put in? Oh, okay. No, no, no. Wait till next round. He yeah, pulled out and put it in her, in her starfish. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Dave Z, that was a great joke, by the way. We we can't gloss over that. That was fantastic. Thanks. It had a dual meaning, of course, but yeah. I, I no. glossed. It's okay. All right. <laughs> round okay. two. Ding, 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 ding. Well, before I get into it, quick news. I don't know if this is uh, uh, uh -oh. like uh, news breaking or breaking, uh -oh. or breaking news. Wise cracking, cracking wise. <laughs> we, we change it all up here. But Who's Ghostbusters breaking? reboot next summer, 2020. There's a teaser online now. Very quick teaser. And supposedly Bill Murray is going to be back in it. And Justin Reitman is directing. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm so tired of hearing Ghostbusters rumors. But, but the No, it's coming out. They have the teaser and everything. And But they're writing that it's going to be scary and it's going to be fun. So that's what really interests me. And Christian me. will be reprising his role of the Stay Puffed. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Well, I'll just set you up for the next joke right here. My next movie is what's going to now make me lose credibility, and that's Countdown. Uh -oh. Countdown, Countdown is the name Countdown, of the movie. Yeah, Countdown came and it okay. went from the theater. I saw it in the theater. When a nurse downloads an app that claims to be to predict the moment a person will die, it tells her uh -oh. she only has three days to live. 
With that clock ticking and a figure haunting her, she must find a way to save her life before time runs out. And here's the, the God honest truth. Maybe it's because I went midday with my son. We wanted to go see a movie together. And he's like, yeah, let's go see that scary movie. At eight years old, I would have never gone to a scary movie. It would have terrified me. He wanted to see it. So it was rated 14A. I'm like, okay, I think we could do this. We went and we both enjoyed it. It's not groundbreaking by many, any means. It is fairly generic. But in this case, the acting really sets it apart. And I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, not, like I said, I, I can't go too high uh, with, without spoiling anything. Again, it, it's it, it's a killer app, but I thought there was enough cool stuff here. I like the way that she tries to delete the app, uh, get a new phone to try to get rid of it. It just automatically uploads on her new phone. Uh, there is a, a priest character in it uh, oh boy. Who, who is really funny. He was also in uh, Final Destination 5. He played the goofy guy, uh, one of the goofy characters. He's in this movie, Kraken Wise. Munching on Eucharist. Like just popping Eucharist like it's snack treats. <laughs> were I, we talking about that not too yeah, long ago? They uh, taste that, good? That, I don't know, yeah. but they, we were. Yeah, he, that fucking, that made me lose my mind. And then there's an IT, a, a oh. snarky IT guy in it that I thought was good. So with the inclusion of these two characters that kind of elevate it and the acting being above, the, above par, uh, I, I came in at 6.5. I think a lot of people are going to come right in the middle of five and say it's generic. Or it may even be a slight fail, but I, I had fun with it. Nice, man. And he's That's abandoned cool. the head ratings. Oh. Yeah, he's not oh. doing the heads. Shit. Mild head. It's, it's, Mild it's, rumble. Six, Mild six head. Five heads <laughs> out of ten. Mild head. Sorry, great tonight, Sorry guys. Mild head. News <laughs> breaking. Mild head. <laughs> God, I hate you Christians too. really check that out. Great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get you some Eucharist chips or something. <laughs> I like what he said, Eucharist munching. I, I the verb munching just really fits in there. I love that Eucharist munching, Irish bastard. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. You shouldn't use the word munching with Eucharist. Just, no, you should but not. But that's what he's doing. Yeah, he's so, popping them in like they're fucking treats. It's awesome. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's like it's like something. Oh, it's like something holy mixed with something dirty, kind of. Because when I think of munching, I tend to think of something else. And then, Dirty and holy, like anal beads. Oh, the unholy like, rosary. Well, e eating out the Virgin Mary. <laughs> Whoa, see. <laughs> wow. Oh wait, I missed the Virgin Mary joke. I heard your joke, B. I didn't hear C. I said, <laughs> well, like what? Munching out the Virgin Mary. <laughs> and he yeah. repeated it. God, uh, I'm sorry for forgive him for he knows not what he he knows what he's doing. Who, yeah. Who's she kidding? <laughs> this is an immaculate conception. Uh, Joseph's just a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> We're not going to get into this. <laughs> oh, you're teasing. <laughs> the fucking milkman's hey. been around five times already today. <laughs> I think it was the same person that impregnated, what's her name? Um, Anakin Skywalker's mother. <laughs> same oh, wow. Yeah, see? Zeus maybe liked to do that. He liked to go down and get with the chicks. Why not with Star Wars? Yeah, maybe it was Zeus. Or maybe it was Joseph. Maybe Joseph impregnated Anakin's yeah. mother because he felt betrayed by Mary. Oh, he's getting back at the galaxy. I dig it. Yeah, the galaxy, indeed. Yes. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> wow. That segment will be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess it's my turn. And this one's going to be another short one because it's kind of along the lines of one cut of the dead and that the less said, the better, especially since I'm not sure how many of you have seen it, but it's The Lighthouse. Aha! Thank you. You took mine, so that's going to help me. Thank you. I can see okay. Okay, so you have seen it. Okay, and I'll say this right now. 
after you know the first two films from Ari Aster, um, Jordan Jordan Peele, and and Robert Eggers here, I would say that Eggers is technically the best filmmaker of the three. Wow. All right. Yeah, and I I think this film from a technical standpoint is is perfect. From a performance standpoint, is perfect. From a story standpoint, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. It's fair. I uh, it's 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 a little drawn, but visually it's stunning. I, I can't I can't get over these performances by Willem Dafoe and and Robert Pattinson. Both were I mean, I saw some people writing that every time Willem Dafoe spoke, he stole he stole the movie. But he was great. I, I, he was great. But I got to be honest. I, I feel like Robert Pattinson might have been the better of the two in this in this film. Interesting. I feel like he went full method. It felt like a Daniel Day Lewis performance, and I know he went full method. And they say he was walking around pissing himself, you know, leading up to this role and stuff like that. But the the story itself, you know, about these you know two lighthouse keepers on the remote island, you know, set in the 1890s, it's basically what it is. They're there for like I think a, a four week stint on the job, and it's. It's, I, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it's a character study and sort of like a <laughs> descent into madness. I mean, it, it really is. That's what it is. And there's, you know, there's a lot of imagery and a lot of, um, you know, comparisons with, with Greek mythology and a lot of open interpretations on, on certain things you see and certain things that take place throughout. And, you know, this film will benefit not only from a second and third watch, but also from a watch with subtitles, because that's another thing that Eggers has yes. done with his first two films is with The Witch and with this, man, he is really a stickler for being authentic with the languages of the time. And this one I found harder to follow at times than I did The Witch. What do you mean? The way the, uh, the, 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 the dialogue, the di- yeah, the dialogue with the accents, like I couldn't make out everything. I got used to it after about 15 minutes. It's weird. At first I, I, it was jarring and then I kind of settled into it. There were certain scenes, especially towards the middle and, and, and third act, you know, some of the really heavy scenes of them, you know, having dinner and drinking where I was like, I, I really need subtitles because I'm missing something. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm picking up like every other word. But, uh, I, I, you know, this, I, I don't want to say much about where the story goes. It's just, it's visually stunning. And, uh, man, I love the idea of shooting this in the, in the aspect ratio he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to the movie theater and it's on like a third of the screen. I know. <laughs> Something it, else I got used to after, again, after 15 minutes, half an dude, hour, I forgot exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. The first time I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot he did this. And then I'm yeah. like, man, this is weird. And then all of a sudden it just was it like. stopped. Yeah. At times yeah. it even felt like it filled the whole screen. Yeah. And it weird, just, it right? had these feel, this feel of these like old, like German films. Like it really did. It had a. Wow. Uh, I was gonna say dread, but that's one that's one sense of dread right there. Yeah. You know? It was uh man, it was really really well done from a from a technical standpoint. And uh, you know, I, I would love to hear people's actual thoughts on the story and their interpretations of what's going on because I saw it with a buddy of mine and even though we both kind of zonked out for a little bit, and I blame that more on the uh the recliners in the theater than anything. <laughs> it's it's certainly intriguing and there's certainly a lot of uh a lot of open-endedness to the to to what you can take away from this, but I, I I'm in a in a high half half head explosion as as an overall rating right now. Technically, it's perfect. Great, technically, no question. Yeah, 
Yeah, what? I quite I quite enjoyed it. No, I'm a full. I told you my three were all full heads. That's so. right. You did say okay. Uh, I'm I'm still with that, and the performances were great, and uh, I loved the look of it, and I have a pretty easy interpretation of, of what I think happened, but I think people can take different. I think they can pull different things from this, but again, it was only the first view. Who knows? I got to go back and see it again. Like yeah, that's said, that's why I want subtitles. the subtitles on because yeah. it's a you know it's obviously it's it's really all dialogue for the most part. There, I mean, it's it's you know there's some you know there's some other scenes outside of the dialogue that are important, but it's really just heavy on the dialogue. So it's you know, yes, if you it miss is. something, you might uh might get a little confused. I'm gonna ask you two questions and then we're gonna move on. And uh, let me tell you this. I listened to um, uh, what do you? I listened to Fresh Cuts with uh, with Mike and Jerry, and they went yeah. deep into it. I, I saved it. it this I think they watched it like three weeks ago, and I wanted because I knew I'd be into the movie once I saw it, being Eggers and everything. So I wanted to hear their take on it. And Jerry said something during it. Two scenes where he said somebody was laughing, and neither did I think it was laughing. The first is this, and this is going to be I'm going to say it without spoiling. The first is when something is discovered or somebody is discovered in a certain place on the water by one of the characters. He says that the thing that he discovers laughs at him. To me, I thought that that thing was screaming at him. Okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then we'll move on. I do know, and I'm trying to... Laughing or screaming. Okay, well, if you don't know, that's okay. Okay, let's focus. Let, 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 let's jump to the end of the movie. I felt like it was screaming the, I, if I had to Okay, so one. do I. Okay. Yeah. Now the end of the movie, and what we see at the end of the movie where somebody goes somewhere and, and sees something. Yeah. Is that character laughing or is he screaming? Again, Jerry says laughing, and I thought screaming. No, definitely not laughing as far as I'm okay. concerned. I could be wrong, but again... The first one, it, I'm, I'm kind of thinking back on, but the, the second one, without a doubt, I thought screaming. Okay, that's fine. Then and that's what made it more horrific. It almost felt uh, very uh, Ing- Ingmar Bergman, also like uh, cries and whispers. If anyone's ever seen that movie, haunting, very haunting film. And I'm not saying this because of of the director, because it's it's what I want it to be. But I definitely think that this does constitute as horror. I think that what we're seeing here is, is definitely horror. I think that what what happens at the end is, is, is horrific. I think that what leading up to it, and, and it's all happening for a reason. I don't I, I don't see why uh, people are questioning it. I I didn't know. Again, I'm the same guy that also questioned One Cut of the Dead for a bit and another movie uh, that I saw earlier this year where I 100% watched this movie, expecting it to be a horror movie, and at the end of the movie, I declared. That it's not horror. It's not, was it, what, was not, it one of Christian uh, YouTube films? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want Cannibal to Club. I don't think Cannibal Club was horror. Oh, I didn't see I that. I said it yet. was horror. I watched it, and but and I, I'm being honest with myself, and I'll leave it at that. So, whatever. That's it. That's the lighthouse. Watson, what did you put in? <laughs> I put in Agazusa for my second viewing. And oh, Dave okay. Z, have you seen? this one yet yes i have okay and so uh let me just give a quick synopsis from amazon prime in a remote alpine village in the 15th century the orphan albrun grows up to become a marked woman the scapegoat of ancient superstitions and monstrous misogyny the self-styled witch begins to assert her otherworldly birthright i would just say birthright not otherworldly necessarily uh this is a movie that is largely about self-fulfilling prophecies 
and what happens when you are not when you are a scapegoat, when you're marked, and when you're not under the protection of the community, so to speak, and when maybe you are their the butt of their very cruel existential joke. It's a the slowest of slow burns. In fact, I'm not even going to use the word burn. It's just a slow, but it is masterfully filmed art house uh, art house style movie horror. Yeah, I mean it's horrific. It's it's definitely I think it would appeal to horror fans. So I you know um, I'm at. A uh, what what is between a half head explosion and a full? What do you have? Is it just half? Okay, the void. The void. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm at a half head explosion. I do enjoy this movie. I think it's it's wonderfully filmed, and I, I think the themes stood out to me really strongly. I finally listened to an episode. Actually, you mentioned Fresh Cuts that they did a while ago on this, and they had some questions about things, and I was really wishing I could have answered some of those because I, I uh, there are certain scenes that raise questions, and I think I have this movie completely figured out. A very interesting character study of what happens when you are alone, and maybe it can feel like not just people, but even God is turning their his back on you. I wouldn't say it's done to the to the level of, say, The Witch, that has a very similar... Uh, mo- uh, very similar themes to it, but it's it's definitely something that I had wanted to view again this year. And so, in in lieu of what was it vlog worthy, I was I stuck this in and was happy that I did. Uh, it, it's it's definitely a much better movie. I think people who like art house movies will get something from this, even if it's maybe not. Th- I think that this per this director could have killed his darlings a little more. And Christian, I don't know if you've seen this, but I could I feel like the big criticism that somebody who's in the know with filmmaking would say is like. Could you you could cut some scenes and it would not hurt. Like you could cut a lot actually. Still, uh, it's definitely worth a view and I think everybody should see it once. So wow. yeah, I have. You know, I've, I gotta I've say something. Oh, go go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Christian. No, Brandon, I was just answering to Watson and I haven't seen it, but uh, I will check it out for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out too. And Dave, you mentioned it also. And uh, you know what? Based on what I'm hearing from from you, from from Watson. Well, no, no, you haven't heard you haven't heard anything I've said about it yet. I don't think. No, I, I have no idea. You talked about it last week or two weeks ago. Maybe on the bonus show then. Yeah, just just quickly, but uh, but based on oh. what I'm hearing about that, my and my personal thoughts on 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 the lighthouse and and Midsommar, I think some of these films are starting to 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 push the envelope of becoming. I don't want to say it. I don't want to sound like. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, it, they're getting yeah. they're getting artsy to the point of like ridiculousness where they're kind of they're yep they're, they're yeah they're losing we're not all road scholars who well I am <laughs> you might be but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am not seriously like that that was my main complaint with Midsommar was just that like I needed to go home and research you know ten thousand different things to understand all the imagery they're giving us for two and a half hours when at the core it's just a basic story that could have been told in an hour and a half. So then, B, having said that, I think you will see Agazusa as being incredibly, and this is definitely a backhanded compliment because I do think there is something sort of badass from an artistic perspective when you decide you want to be self-indulgent. It's part of the reason why I love The Neon Demon when I finally came around to that movie. Mm. Um, it, I love the self-indulgence that Refn put into it. This movie, though, is so self-indulgent to a point it's like, we could use a little less, buddy. Like you can scale it back and strengthen the story by taking out that indulgence because it is very indulgent. Like as though this person's like, all right, I finally, I got out of art school. I know how to work this camera. I'm going to show you. And he does. Yeah. And, and and to that end, that's impressive. But it's also like, do you need to show this much of that? 
And yeah. so I, I, I could see you probably having that criticism. I'd love to know, Dave, what, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, I'm going to make this real quick. I was really looking forward to as, as you guys know, I waited a long time to get my feet wet hardcore in, in the 2019 movies, but I'm re- really hitting it since October. And this was one that everybody was blowing. That's what I saw. Everybody was blowing this one. So I was excited about it, and I heard it was going to be artsy. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to tell you what my notes say, and that's going to explain the whole thing. Mother and daughter, question mark. Snow, grown with baby, priest and skull, base. Okay, here's the rest. This is this this will sum it up. <laughs> Nothing much has happened in almost an hour. Dash. Then a few things happen, and I don't know what or why. <laughs> and that's all I yeah. have to say. Half no. that explosion. Yeah. But that's it. I don't yeah. get the narrative. I, I and if someone's gonna tell me they did, they're much smarter than me, or they've watched it ten times or something because. I've watched artsy movies and and I've made my own assumptions watching these and come up with my own theories. It's not difficult for me to do, but watching this one, I just could not follow whatever narrative they were trying to do. I didn't get a what or a why. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I found it like, and I, 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 this is going to sound so bad and please nobody laugh, but I found it to be a pretty simple movie, honestly, but presented in an execution in such a way where it's taking this pretty simple concept of self-fulfilling cycles of violence and complicating it. And I know that like JP, you know, Justin from whatever that podcast is really likes this movie. And he, get, he we, we kind of joke around because he thinks I don't like it, which I do like it. A half head explosion is a good, you know, a, a decent review. But I think that it was so, it's a pretty simple template for a story, but then is complicated by more the imagery. And it's so easy to get caught up in these long takes. Like cutting is fine. You know, Alfred Hitchcock uh, made a, a great scene in a shower that has a lot of cuts. It doesn't need to be a long take, folks, for us to be impressed by art house horror. And that doesn't that doesn't impress me. Uh, but still, I'm just saying, yeah, Dave, yeah, that, that's fair, man. That's fair. We're losing the storytelling, though. It's, it's getting harder yeah. and harder to decipher. And it's really kind of angering me now to a point. I know some people are saying they get it. And you know what? I got to call bullshit on some of these because some of these, I don't think there really is so- something to get. I haven't seen Hagazusa yet or whatever, however the hell you say it. But uh, but with some of these, you know, like, like, what is there to get from this? It's really a simple story. Like, yeah, throwing all this imagery and stuff. But is there a deeper meaning or is it just, you know, experimental filmmaking for artistic yeah. sake, losing the yeah. whole... The, the whole storytelling process. Well, th- this movie really is about becoming the thing that people think you are. Like when you start out not being that thing and everybody says, you're that thing, you're that thing, you're that outcast. And finally you say, fine, that's who I am. That's what this movie is. And I feel like it could have been told uh, much more easily than it was told. And so, yeah, that, that's that's what I got to say about it. And that's, wow, that's, yeah, I- I'm with you. Who, who, who's next? I got one question, man. Tell me who next Actually, we're going to have to uh, not do any more yeah. triple R's because we're on a time constraint, and oh. we have a main event to get to. Yeah. So, so goodbye, so, yeah. Mr. Watson. Yeah, thank you for joining <laughs> us. We're going we're gonna to part ways here. Yeah. Bye, Dave. See you soon, Watson. I, I just have one thing to say to Dave and Christian. My bad. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> you said this was going to be a fun show. Yeah, my bad. I Man. Ah, the loathing. Much like the director of Hagazusa, I totally misinterpreted my audience. (laughs) He's on fire. Oh, man, we're having fun. We're having fun. All right, should we get right into the We're going to get Watt Z numbers with this episode. (laughs) 
Mikey. <laughs> oh, no. oh man, that that big of a draw? You really think? Oh, cool. The Orphanage from 2007. A woman brings her family back to her childhood home, which used to be an orphanage. Uh, Before long, her her son starts to communicate with an invisible new friend. I don't love that description, but... uh... It's okay, though. Yeah, the Watsi has fine. Watsi has fine numbers. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> nice. I'll let it that. Part anyway, pro- proceed on the orphanage. <laughs> okay, people, 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 people. This movie here, uh, I uh, another one I've talked about on ABCs, and when I when I did talk about it, I had my best viewing ever uh, last time I watched it, and I was really up on it. And I said all kinds of great things. For some reason, this time I didn't come down. However, however. I am going to have a question that uh, that doesn't quite make sense to me, and I'm hoping because I know B blows this movie, and I have <laughs> a strange feeling that Watson is also going to blow it. So if this is the case, hopefully my question is answered because that will affect where my rating ultimately lies. But we'll I get- give it the old double hand job, the old downhill racer. Downhill oh. racer? Oh, you know. Oh, this is my first time watch. Oh. This is the first time for you. Yeah, this wow, is the first Z. time watch, man. And what? I, yeah, Damn. I told you guys that the oh. last episode. I don't know why it's so fucking shocking to you. <laughs> we forget everything. Wait, B you were on the last episode. I didn't even know you were on the last episode. <laughs> it's Christian talking now, not Watson. The loathing. This is the mental note I talk. I wish I directed this movie. I would have been very proud of myself. It would have been a movie that I would have been proud to show my dad. And I think he would have loved it. And I would have never made another movie again. And I mean that in a very positive way. I think, and I'm not saying I want to direct it differently. I'm saying I wish I, my name was the director of this movie. I love it. Do you think? I fucking loved it, man. Yeah, you think it's perfect. And he would have gone out on a high note because I'll tell you this. I watched this with my dad. And I've seen this before. He had never seen it, and he fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, I if, I nice. wish my dad was still around to check this movie out because he yeah. wasn't big on horror films, but I think he would have really enjoyed the story here because there's oh. fantasy elements and everything. Every it brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, the, a couple of wow. times at the end, and then and then the final shot. I know I got emotional. I got uh, more emotional here than dear Very Zachary. Emotional. <laughs> it's a very it's a very emotional film and it's got some beautiful imagery very artistic and haunting and beautiful but it tells a story and a rich story with lots and lots of heart and the performances of uh of bell and Reuter, the lead phenomenal yeah she's fantastic phenomenal i don't know phenomenal. again i don't know if she's been in other movies that i would know but she was fantastic and this is gorgeous like gorgeous yeah. in, a, in, in i guess maybe in a traditional way i don't know but she just she's something about her like that you really set. want her to be your mom. Yeah. And that setting, that location. <laughs> You're right, Watson. But, oh. that, but that location was just <laughs> mwah. Ah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dude, Del Toro. <laughs> Del, Del Toro. Toro. I wouldn't it seems to me like Del Toro directed this movie. And he just, just pre presented it. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I'm not so certain like that. Steven the fact. Spielberg presented poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think there's something at, at, at hand there because it does seem just like a Del Toro movie to me. It really this, does. Um, what's what's the guy's name who directed? We discussed uh, J, J. A. Bayona. Yeah, yeah, Bayona. What he's? I he believe like Jurassic World and yeah. I, when a monster 
calls or if monster, a monster calls a monster calls possible oh, yeah. possible a monster a calls movie. was intriguing as well not a, i i wasn't like blown away by it but i i definitely enjoyed that one too and again horrific with a fantasy element to it like yeah he i love that i, I do love that mashup and it is del toro dave you're right you're absolutely correct like that's a del toro ism yeah. very much like his it's i'm telling you I think we discussed this when when we discussed it on um, on ABCs. I think we looked in, into the director, and I think that he had done this movie once before or something. I could be wrong that there was another orphanage and it was a short or something. I don't know, or maybe I'm just off my rocker. That's possible too. But I'm thinking that like the shortenage, the shortenage, yeah, the shortening, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think don't. <laughs> Maybe that was, Del that Toro was a Watsy joke. Yeah, that really was. I'm sorry. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> What's happening next? I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I hope you know I am too, man. We gotta, we gotta fucking. No, no of course, head. of course. I'm withdrawing. I have nothing to no, say. No, don't withdraw. I, I, Wait, Dave Z, did, did you do this with Court? No, I did not do this. Oh, with... I, I, for some reason, I had some memory from a couple years ago of you doing this on ABCs for the second time, like like you'd already reviewed it on another show, and I couldn't remember who it was with. Okay, I... That, that, that was anal yeah. with Court. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said anal Court. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> man, I want to go. I'm guilty. Take me to anal Court. <laughs> guilty ass charged. Guilty ass charged. Guilty ass charged. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys know what? Brandon and I, the reason I'm on this episode is Brandon and I have some almost history with this movie, and I can thank him, thank him so goddamn much for inviting me to this. Uh, no, the thing is, uh, I had always wanted to review this back when I was still doing Horror Corridor, and about two years ago, I believe, I had invited Brandon to join me on an episode to review this with me, and we'd also, it was kind of interesting when you read a, a voice message from Eric from Dark Discussions earlier in the show because he was supposed to join us, but then Horror Corridor wow. slowed down to a halt after that. That episode never happened, so I could not believe my eyes last night when B messaged me to take part in this because it shows he cares and he wanted to review this with me as much as I did with him. What a guy! But and I, I totally uh, forgot Eric. Like he forgot me. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, there we go. It, it comes full circle. Cycles of violence and ignorance. But um, you know, this movie to me, uh, this entire movie is an extended version you guys, of the game that Laura used to play as a kid. You know, when she's an orphan there in that first scene as a kid. Uh, You know, it's the same game that she and Simone play, the same game that she and the ghost play. It's about a missing treasure, the search for that thing, and the hope that upon finding that thing, you'll be granted a wish. And in the case of our main character, Laura here, her son Simone goes missing, and she doesn't know what's up. Taken by ghosts, maybe. Maybe he's run away. He could be lost in the water. But no matter what, Simone is Laura's treasure. He's gone now. So... At this point, she's got to follow the clues to find him, and if the rules of the game prove to be true, if she finds what she's lost, she can make a wish. And I think we viewers know that there's only one wish to be made here, and it's for Simone to be healthy and to live a full life. But as we, you know, as we come to find out very soon in the film, in the first act, he's HIV positive, and the prospect of dying young looms over him. So his fading mortality is like it mirrors the ghosts of the orphans that still reside there at the house. I mean, they're children forever. And this right here is is why I'm so glad B had me had me come talk about this. That's what makes this film so damn rich. We've got this Peter Pan mm. lost boys motif at work here throughout the story. They mention yeah. it over and over. You know, Simone's invisible friends, these ghosts, right? They tie into that idea of Neverland in that Neverland and Peter Pan 
They're fueled by belief, by fantasy, which this movie embraces. But check it out. Like the Lost Boys in the story and even in the horror movie of the same name, you know, Simone's otherworldly friends, they can't grow up. They're locked forever as children, unable to move on. And these characters, they're, you know, they're trapped, uh, possibly in the same way in death as they were in life, just unowned, lonely. And so when you look at Simone's health problems that may claim him as a child, I mean, he could live a, a full life, but maybe not And at that point in time anyway. And especially when you examine the way he ultimately goes out, trapped alone in that room, calling out, just pounding on the walls for his parents to find him. It's such a heavy take on this Neverland subtext. It, it It's a... Uh, it darkens the whole whimsical notion of never growing old and staying young forever rather than getting to fly out windows and go on pirate adventures. It's just death. And like you said, see, I can't, I can't get through this movie without rediscovering that I do have emotions, man. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what a movie gets me. Like when we could draw like that from me as well. That's why I said earlier that this story, this movie uh, is an exception because this, this has, the weight of actual story and substance to it. But I said that I, I could even forego that if it takes me on an emotional ride with, with within, but this also has the, the luxury of uh, some great story to it as well. So that was a great yeah. synopsis. Uh, I, I'm glad I didn't mute you. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> no, and, and you know what? It, it's, it's, it all just hits even harder when you think about what happens immediately before Simone disappears. You know, part of the structure of this game, right, is that something goes missing, that something is Simone. Then the next part of the game, which makes up the better part of this movie, is about the search, looking at the clues to find what you lost. And man, you guys, everybody listening, think about this. Simone was giving his mother a clue in the first act of the film on the day the other kids showed up. Like, right before he goes missing, he's trying to show his mom Tomas's house yes. down, yeah. down below. And yeah. had she let him show her that clue, she would have known possibly where he might end up, right? And the fact that she didn't know as she innocently shoves those heavy metal bars back into the door under the stairs, uh. see? See? On a second view, you're going to see a scene where these metal pylons or whatever those things are, these just heavy bars, she, they fall out of the closet and she just kind of, it's a quick scene that you, you, you won't focus on the first time you watch it. Watch it again, see? And you are going to see her shove those things back and that's what ultimately traps Simone from being able to well leave. And it's such a throwaway scene that when you watch it that second time, you're like, that right there, that inattentive to the clues inherent to this game, that's what sealed her son's fate and made him a lost yeah. boy. It's like, well, you, know, oh. you know what's funny? I did notice I didn't notice that that's what it was at the time, but I was I was like, because it's the point of view of the closet. Well, it's a shot from within the closet, and she shoves the, the metal bars right up, and I, it, it, it stops, hesitates for a second, for two beats, as that metal oh, bar hits the it, camera. And it, it, it stays there. It does. It and, does freeze for two yeah. seconds. But you won't even. But you don't even question why they're falling forward because exactly. Simone moved them in the first place, and it's so haunting. And then the banging, everything that you think is actually haunting, is actually real. And then you know, obviously, we get the actual ghost story involved too. But man, and she and yeah. and you you become well aware throughout the film that uh, Laura's you know really only wish at this point because I, I really feel like she knows you know, uh, Simone's fate, given the fact that he's ill, is that uh, she just wants to be with him. She even says that to, to Carlos, her husband. Mm -hmm. And when he gives her that necklace, the St. Anthony medal, and, you know, he says, you give you give it back to me uh, when you're with Simone. 
oh my god, that just set it up for the ultimate, like, just oh, perfect he's... ending. He's that's exactly what he says, sir. You give I it. I know he said that, but I, I do know what obviously what happened. He says, it, "Give right? it back to me when you're with Simone." That wow. that wow. sets up that last shot perfectly. Because I think she says something like, oh, this is yours. You know, like, like you, you should have it. He's, and he's like, no, you'll, you'll give it back to me when, when you're with him. Wait, it's St. Anthony? He's the patron saint of lost things. Yes, yes. That's, that's crazy. And yeah. C, uh, B, I love that you, you mentioned her wish because the next thing in my notes w- reads, at that point when she finally does find Simone at the end of the film, when she's granted her one wish, it's no wonder that her wish is to die to join him. And yeah, and, and I love man. I love what she's told by uh, by Charlie Chaplin's daughter Aurora, played by Geraldine Chaplin. Uh, you know about seeing what? is not believing, but you have to believe in order to see. So once she embraces yes. embraces yeah. her childhood again and becomes a child, then this world opens up to her, much like you know Wendy and Peter Pan. She gets yes, to go it... back. She gets to be a child again and and look after. Yeah. These kids and that's her ultimate wish and it's just uh it ties back into the yeah, yeah it ties back into the neverland lost boys motif once yeah. again that's what yeah. this story is that's what makes it so beautiful it's ah yeah. i liked i wrote that too seeing isn't believing it's the other way around yeah that, that, the, the, the yeah. uh yeah she, she was terrific too geraldine chaplin as aurora that's uh charlie chaplin's daughter yeah that's i did wild. not know that yeah wow. yeah wow yeah okay first question i just realized something um if baby sack had perish where we where we were told he perished why would he have ended up where we we ultimately find him later without spoiling to a degree remember they tell the story and they show the the, the cameras and the other kids chase him in the thing and pulled his sack off and wanted him to come out he never came out so he perished as a result of the tide and the caves and all that that all makes sense child gone drowned so long swept up why would he be where he is when he's discovered later does that make sense tomas Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That didn't. I, I, I know what you're saying. I'm trying to. No, I'm, I'm, no pun I'm, intended. I'm mulling it over. <laughs> well, I'm okay. kicking myself because I didn't know we were we were spoiler free here. That's okay. That quite well. We try. You know how the show goes. We try to be unless we have to actually say it. And that's my first question. My second question is this: Are we to believe that this tragic, these tragic events happen? And I'm talking about the dinner with the children, which we find out later. Because of the uh, the paranormal people that come around and said, "What happened? What are you talking about? Who? Why would they hurt you?" Are we to believe that this girl, who's our lead? Pardon me, um, Laura? Laura. Okay, we're to believe that Laura lived at this place when she was a young orphan, and then left, and then years later came back to purchase it because she wanted to do her own little thing there. That's all well and good and awesome. But neither she nor the town were aware of this tragedy that happened there. They didn't find out about it until she discovered these six. How could they not have known something like this I'll I'll admit, I question that. Why would nobody have any idea about what happened to the other children? How would they never have heard about this happening? Uh, Six kids just disappear, and and she buys the house, and they never tell her this? Or or the town? When these bodies are found, the town acts as if, like, this is the first they've heard of it. So, in other words, there's an orphanage here, and six kids go missing, and no one gives a shit all these years? See, those two are major plot holes to me. And I didn't notice until this time. I'm like, what the fuck? Why would they do that? Yeah, in, t- in terms of Tomas, you know, drowning in the water, I think given the fact that he was hidden away in the house and even the orphans didn't really know about him and he was, you know, 
you know, deformed and, and living in the, in the, you know, hidden basement for his whole life. I could see, you know, a, uh, a tormented spirit being trapped to that house, even if he drowned, you know, outside in the, uh, in the caves in the water in terms of the, uh, but that wasn't the spirit. That was his physical presence. Yeah. But they never right? really, they don't find like his body. Oh, I thought that's what they do find. They find the bodies of the ch- of the children. The other children, yeah. The, the other five. They don't say six because Thomas. I get that six. part, but Thomas. doesn't Laura find him sack on the head and all, and then pulls the, pulls the sack off? That's that. That's the physical manifestation she finds after. It's the first thing she finds after she finds her boy sleeping in the thing. No, that's Simon. She finds. Yes, yeah, yeah, Simone. Sack. That's yeah, Simone was... wearing the sack. The the Simone she's holding that she thinks is real. Is is not is not him. Oh, okay. That's something melts away or something, right? Yeah, Simone was wearing. Okay. that's why back. it's not a note. That's why that one literally just popped okay. in my head as we were yeah. talking about. I was thinking about how we perished. But the other one with the orphans. That no, you're right. You're right. I th- I thought about it. it right down. I thought about it too, and it, it is a big issue. And I yeah. I don't know if you know, given the isolation of it, maybe the time period because we're talking. What year would that have been like this? I guess the 70s in an isolated orphanage. But even if this woman, this Belina, who was Thomas's mother, who punished and, you know, punished the children for, for playing a, a, you know, a sick prank on, on, on their son and, and chasing him out to the caves, even if she was able to disappear them, there were other workers there, which also had me questioning it. Like, it's not like she was the only one running the orphanage and she could have, you know, disposed of the children and then disappeared and nobody be none the wiser. There was a, there was another head of the school. There were other people working there. And why would she film that? I'm going to film myself fucking poisoning kids. What the, what good does that do? That doesn't make any sense why that would just happen to be on film. Well, wait, what do you mean on film? Remember they showed the film. They showed, they showed, remember she found all those films and that's how they found out about Tomas and they were watching him. And this Remember Laura found those films and she was watching them on her projector. And one of the things that she was watching on her projector was the dinner because she knew exactly what they what they got fed, the berries and all that shit. They showed them having this meal. They showed the whole thing playing out. Yeah, and they did. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't portrayed as as uh, us as that being done for us, the viewers, saying this is what happened in the past. If that was the case, I could forgive it. But these were actual friggin' reels uh, of film that were put on a projector and viewed by Laura. Yeah, but think of it this way. That film was not the actual... That dinner was not the actual dinner where the kids were killed because Tomas was dead at this point. So that was just a film. Of course he was dead. No, because he's sitting there at the table. No, he wasn't. No, Tomas wouldn't be there. He wasn't at the table. Yeah, he was. He was at the table at this point. At the end of the movie, he was at the table when we say the Laura's thing. But when they show the videotape... Pardon me, the videotape. When they show the film, the, the Super 8s or whatever the hell you want to call it, whatever it was, they were, it was the other children. And the reason she made them that meal was for obviously for revenge. So I they thought, showed it I all. thought at that point he was brought up out of the uh, out of the uh, the basement and was sitting there at the end of the table. I thought think, he was. I think you're thinking of two different films. But I'll tell you what. I'm not going to die on that hill. It, it is possible. I won't rule it out. And that's the case? Okay, then. No, either way, a crazy woman could could you know make a film of her. You know, she won. She was so angry and distraught over this. You know, but but the big plot hole here is the fact that that nobody no even thinks to investigate the uh, the disappearance of the other kids. In, in fact, it's one thing tragedy. my dad one thing my dad <laughs> pointed out is uh, 
why didn't the police, when they searched the house, find this hidden room? Why wouldn't they have blueprints to this? Exactly. You know, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So there, yeah. there are, but, there are some plot holes. You are absolutely right. But that one was really glaring to me this time. I was thinking she left this orphanage. And these are her childhood friends. She would never have heard that they all disappeared shortly after she after she left that thing, and that there was this ter- terrible tragedy at this place. And she's just going to go to a realtor and buy it back, and there's not going to be any records of this happening at this place. That's a terrible tragedy. That's and I never noticed it. Yeah. Okay. At least. You can, well, right. well, I mean, the, the woman, the Belina, who you know, who uh, who killed obviously disposed of the bodies in those ovens out in the uh, in the barn but but again it comes back to the other people who were working at the school because she was not the head because laura didn't even didn't even know about her she was there a short time they said yeah she was only there a short time so there were other people so they kind of had to set it up differently where she was the only one maybe it was like you know if if they had set it up where she was the head of the school and and laura just didn't nobody knew about thomas and maybe uh you know, she disappeared along with the kids and nobody knew what happened to them and set that up as sort of like a, a backdrop to the story, then it could be a little bit more believable. But you're right. It is it is a hole. And I mean, I noticed it, too. Yeah, and that would make it stronger, B. Yeah. I don't mean to shit on it. I quite enjoy it. But these are a few things that, that kind of knocked it down. And then something else that happens. She is so involved in this game. When the first time they play the game, she has to be believing what's going on here with the seashells. She's running outside, getting soaking wet. You know, I, yes, you play along with the kid to a certain degree. But if you're going to run around and get freaking poured on and go this and that, that means you're believing what, what's being fed to you at that moment. Then all of a sudden, as soon as he shows the papers, you know, uh, that he discovers that are in the thing and the game ends at that point, and he gets his coin jumping up and down. As soon as he sees the papers with the freaking, you know, that, that say that he has HIV and everything else and all, and then he's adopted, all of a sudden she's like, oh, you're responsible. You put this whole thing together. That doesn't really make sense to me either. You know, because you could see she falls hook, line, and sinker in his game. She's wrapped up in it. Like I said, she's running outside. She's getting her hair wet. She's all full of You see how curious she is. She's like, oh, my God, this this is something that's really happening here. Then as soon as that happens, she's like, oh, oh no, you're, you're responsible for this. This is, you know, did not, not, this, this isn't bullshit. But. Yeah, well, that's early on. And I think that plays into the, the Peter Pan theme is that she, at that point, she's still like an adult. And, she, you know, she shows these these glimmers of being a child. She gets really involved in the treasure hunt. But then once it's kind of discovered, you know, where it leads to, she feels like she's been played by someone that he set it up. Yeah, yeah. B, and I want to I want to kind of piggyback off you there too because I, I I noticed that too, Dave Z, and the reason I think that's a really great scene, and and hopefully we can sway you to maybe think of it like this a little bit, is that she was caught up with Simone's game, and there was the childlike sort of Lost Boys Neverland sense of the game. But the second that it gets real world, the second it gets adult with adoption papers and diseased children, you know, and ailing children, then it snaps her back to you know from becoming you know from Wendy to be being an adult again. And so it was just like one close step that shows us she's ready to believe if necessary, but didn't yeah. quite get there yet in the first act, I think. Like Eminem said, snap back to reality. <laughs> oh, God. I can buy it. <laughs> just like he would say it too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I could buy that. I see that. I, she got caught up in the, the, the whimsy of the whole thing. And yeah, I could buy that. Neverland, they talked about it right off the bat. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, again, I'm not shitting on it. These are just some things that I noticed because there's some great stuff here, man. Uh, uh, there is something funny. How about when she tears off that girl's mask? 
<laughs> Why would she turn she, off a girl? She tears <laughs> off a bunch of kids. But that, I question that too. Know, she ran right up to him. Pigtails, red hair. She pulls a mask off. It's so funny because yeah. that scene is like it's it's in my head right now, and I've never laughed at it or questioned it. And it's one of those things you pointed out that's actually funny after you pointed out. You know what scene made me laugh this time around is when uh, when she goes out to one of the outbuildings and there's Benigna out there hiding in the corner. And then she she goes from hiding in the corner, just kind of casually runs off in the woods with a shovel. Just <laughs> I started laughing this time. I've never laughed at that scene. This time I just started chuckling like, what the hell? She just goes traipsing off into the woods like, oh, I'm an old lady. I guess this didn't work. Whoopsie. <laughs> well, see, But I hadn't seen it before, so I was actually creeped out by it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It well, is- it does look like she could be brandishing some big blade, so I, I feel that, yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that scene in the bed? That was awesome. That yeah. was a great scare. She's like, oh, there's somebody in the bathroom. That was freaking brilliant. I loved that, man. Without giving it away. They've done that in other movies. Fun. They've done that in other movies, but it was very True. effective here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, it's all, all the presentation, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. What do you think of a baby sackhead? Because that uh, scene in the hallway... Where oh, it's spooky. It, the, the smooth we... camera work, the <laughs> the way, and we know that we know that Simone had made contact with uh, with Tomas in the cave because you know right. he has his friends Watson and Pepe, who his imaginary friends who didn't come there and uh, didn't come there with them. So he makes a new imaginary friend who's a ghost, and the first of the orphan ghosts that he meets in the movie there at the cave where you know Tomas died and. That's where I'm thinking he Oh my god. So, you just an, you just answered the question that Dave had. Oh, I did? Yeah, how did why was Tomas's spirit at the house? Because he came from the cave when he oh, left yeah, the he, seashell. Oh trail. yeah, I'm sorry. I I yeah, he he, he <laughs> left with I bet he brought he was brought back there. Exactly. Either one of oh, two yeah. things. Either he was brought back along with Simone or you know in talking with Simone, he basically tells him, "Listen, dress up as me." to maybe honor me or here's where my room was under your stairs and, and by behind these things and maybe told him everything about where to be and what to say and do. And then that's where, cause that's, that's not the ghost of Tomas there in that hallway. That's, uh, that's our boy, Simone. Uh, yeah, that is Simone. Yeah. yeah. But he, he says to him, he says to the mother, he's like, can, can, can he come back and play? Oh, he does say that. So I bet he hitched a ride back. Yeah, he and, followed. You know, he left the shells, and when she's in the middle of playing game and runs out and sees all the shells, you know, he's there already. And that's worry, when just... he tells her about the ho- about his house, yep. and she's like, "Mom, come see his house." And he's like, "No, you're adopted. You know, get out of my face." <laughs> <laughs> and she smacks him. And the... <laughs> you you crashed the code though. No, that's great. We figured that out. Sorry. That does. That makes I sense. had to. I didn't hear that entire question that you asked the first time. I had to adjust uh, some volumes here on, on my little mixer, and I, I had to take my headphones off, I think, as you were asking that question. So, yeah, well, I'm glad that helped. Yeah, wow. I came up with some stupid theory that his spirit was attached to the house because he was angry that he was housed there and tortured that, there. That's well, okay. It's okay. It was do. so obvious. He walked back. Yes, he did. Wow. <laughs> well, just needed a little help. Like, how the hell do you get back there? And, hey, you're going back there? Let, let me know. Yeah. shells I laid out. But how awesome is that scene? How, like, like you could tell there's heartness to him just in that scene when they're first walking down the beach and you see the two sets of footprints yeah. or footprints next to his. I'm just like, this is, you know, this is really story driven. Even though it's beautiful to look at and haunting and atmospheric, it's still, you know, this is a, this is a story about people and people are people. People are people. people. Are people so <laughs> why should it be? Okay, let's mute him. Somebody mute him. Christian knew what I was. Doing. Depeche Mode. 
Absolutely. Um. Oh, and that sad. That scene was sad when he does confront her, and that whole when they do find the stuff there, and he gets mad at her, and he goes, he goes, "You're a liar. You're a liar." And he's like, "You know what?" He said, "I'm not gonna be live to be old." And this and then he pushed him. You're not my mother, and all that shit. That was freaking. Emotional shit, man. That, yeah, T- Tomas mm. told me I won't grow up or something yeah. like that. I think is what he said. Oh, yeah, man, that's freaking, that's sad. And that scene when she does see Tomas and the, that that creepy ass breathing that he does, oh. and she's gonna rip. And then when she freaking hurts her fingers, <gasps> ooh, and falls in the tub. That looks so. Oh, that, damn, that just got me. But, but you, you know, never do see nails. that wound again. She pulls her fucking nail out. Oh wow! And then I think her You're hand right. is fine for the rest of the movie. She had a bandage on it, but nothing okay. crazy. I think, okay. it, yeah, then that's fine. That explains she got it. a finger transplant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Then that makes sense. Now, here's one question I have about the end of the movie. Do you interpret that? Not the not the very last shot. That's obvious. But actually, that kind of that kind of does solve that. That kind of answers my question a little bit. But I always thought that the end of that movie, the interpretation, is that truly happy for her? Or is that sad? Because imagine yourself in that position. There's you being your age, and then there's a child, and then there's the other ones that are there, and that's you for eternity. You'd think you'd probably get pretty bored after that, after a little bit of time. <laughs> you know? Imagine you can't talk to adults anymore. That That's the rest of your thing, babysitting, for the rest of your fucking existence. <laughs> I don't know. How happy is that? That's a really good point are you, are because I'm. About, are you talking about his face or her face? No, no, he has nothing to do with it. I, I wasn't talking about the very, very end. That shot. Oh. I'm talking about right before that when we see, you know, where Laura ends up for eternity. I don't know. Is, is that is that paradise or what? <laughs> I, I, you stole the you stole the word. I was gonna say it's paradise for her. But do you think it is? Yes. You're 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 an eternal babysitter. I think it is for her, but like for me, I'm like a, I'm kind of a piece of garbage as a person. So I come Friday, come Friday and Saturday, I'm going to be like, uh, I, I'm, I'm as garbage as C suspects I am. And, uh, I'd be like, okay, That's so fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I'd be like, okay, so it's, 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 it's Friday and it is Saturday. So this is my bar night. Are you guys good to just chill and I'll ghost myself back here when I'm done? Like I, I, yeah, I, it's not going to be paradise for me, but, you know, in, in a way, I mean, she followed the clues. And even though it, it wasn't the she didn't find him the way she would have liked. She was a little late to the, you know, to the game as far as, you know, because the game is she lost something. Now she's got to follow the clues. She did. She found her boy, uh, maybe a little too little too late, but they still get their wish. And I do think the wish is genuine. I, I really do for, for them. What, and I, what, I think you yeah. might be looking at it a little literal that that she's that they're just trapped in this house now forever. I think uh, I think their story is finally like put to bed and they'll probably descend to a heavenly ascend. Place. Ascend. What did I say? I said descend. descend. Oh no, ascend. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no, they're not. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, do you that guys... is getting hot down here. Where are we yeah. going? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Simone, you you yelled at your mother. You you committed suicide. You committed suicide. You kids killed Tomas. Tomas, right, you could ascend. The rest of you were yeah. to yeah. said things. We're all Catholics, so you're you're in hell for sure. Um, <laughs> That's about you know, it. 
Maybe munching the Virgin Mary for eternity. <laughs> munching some, munching some Eucharist. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but do you guys think they're still at the house at the end of it? Or do you think they, because I don't, but they like. Are because, what do you mean? The last shot, the very last shot, of course they're still there. The house because... is that, that the actual image of him going back to the house and showing the house sort of empty of all yeah. the furniture and stuff, to me, implies a clean house, not only literally, but figuratively. It's in, this is I, clean of spirits, and they've ascended to heaven. No, then what's his look? That. The medallion, which says yeah. to him, you can give it back to me when you're with Simone. He finally cries and sheds a tear and a smile because he knows that his boy and, oh, and no. his love are, are together. Yes, but the very last shot isn't showing that. It's something walking into a room and him, him seeing it. Either that or he's and the smiling. worst actor in the world. It's yes. No, he's just looking. He's just looking up and smiling for the camera. Nothing's walking into the room. No, the door's open. I see. The door's open. Yeah, the door's open. There's Thank a, you, the sir. Physically, yes. physically open. Yes, and the, and that yeah. is a throwback. That is a callback to earlier in the movie Post, when yeah. they're at that grief meeting and they all say they've seen their loved ones at one time he, or he another. He picks up the he picks back. up the locket or or whatever it is and. Yes. There's a noise, and then it cuts away, and the doors open, and you see him revealed yep. there. I thought it was what he at first. I thought it was what he was seeing. Then I realized no, it was just him from afar. Then it cuts back to his his face, and he smiles, and then it cuts to the okay. Orphanage. So if the, if the doors are open, if the doors are opening, and he's looking up, then he's seeing Laura and Simone right. together. Right, certainly dead, still but there. They can't be dead because then he would be wouldn't smile though. No, he's smiling because they're together. They wouldn't appear as ghosts. They would appear, you yeah, know, okay. in this divine light and then maybe disappear right. and ascend to heaven then. So, yeah. So, so I, don't you, there be light on his it, face? Illuminated no. or would that be well, too much? We in, what is this? The devil's candy? <laughs> <laughs> well, shouldn't we interpret that as maybe his last goodbye to them before they go? Maybe. That's kind of how I guess I see it. Yeah, like a smile maybe like... Maybe goodbye doesn't mean forever. Good luck, Rocket Man. <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> It's a callback. They they have that freaking meeting earlier on at the grief yeah. counseling. They Seeing say loved ones. Yep. that they've seen them after they've passed, and it's helped that it's helped them with you know with their with their grieving. So and that's just again, it's something that it's some that's mentioned earlier, and now we're seeing it yeah. take place. So Good. yeah, that's, that's great. That's fine yeah. by me. I I that's I liked it before too. I just it's funny that we're now making an issue. So what were what are those pills that she's taking? Aren't they sleeping pills? I thought they were the, the berries that poisoned the children. And no, she those those are herself. pills. They're capsules. Oh, oh she took sleeping were... pills, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah they're probably oh, okay. sleeping pills. Didn't yeah. she go out and pick berries and all that? Oh, that was just for the kids, but these times it wasn't going to be poison? <laughs> Man, <laughs> she made a lot talking. of delicious-looking pastry. Yeah. <laughs> I would have eaten all, I would have eaten it even if it was poison. It looked so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, just like that little asshole in Pan's Labyrinth. Freaking taking the food off the table. Here we go again. Just <laughs> little ass. Two grapes. <laughs> yeah, but come asshole. on. He says, "Don't do it." One freaking dude. That spread looks so good. I would not have a piece of of, of grape. I would have fucking taken a turkey leg, and I don't even like turkey. <laughs> <laughs> See, because of you, mankind would have been screwed. You're just like freaking Eve in the graveyard. Yeah. Telling you, the graveyard. Well, the graveyard. Yeah. The garden. <laughs> the garden. Jesus. They just wow. made this story That's... dark. I was sitting there and said, what graveyard? It's only Adam and Eve out here, but what are all these gravestones for? I'm digging up this Adam guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to eat his fucking ribs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. God took one to make me. Yeah, right? <laughs> this one less rib. She made, she made herself. Yeah. She dug up Adam, took the rib, and made herself. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> well, uh, is there anything else before we rate this sucker and bolt? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you brought it up because I, I saw it too, and it did it did affect my rating. The uh, me too. The, I hate to say the, it, but no, it it, it is it is a major thing that could have easily been uh, could have easily been fixed without really one, affecting one the line, without affecting the one line of dialogue could have fixed it probably. Yeah, even yeah, there, yeah there even a just a word of here, oh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, a sentence could have uh, could have fixed it, but. Uh, Anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm right there near the top. I love the story. It's got so much heart. 9.75 out of 10. Woo-hoo. Wow. I'm 9.5. First time watch. Like I said, the only reason I'm not a 10 is because I would like to watch it a, a couple more times. I, I, I feel like I never come out of the gate. Very rarely. Let me rephrase that. Very rarely do I come out of the gate with a 10. Hereditary and The Wailing, I think, were the two. Yeah, The Wailing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm at a 9. Yeah. Watson finally stopped talking. Nice. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I. I, I, <laughs> I wasn't miracle. sure if Dave was going to say more. I was. It sounded like he cut off. I wasn't sure if he was going to say more. No, I'm actually. I, I'm going to come in highest of all. I, I, I am. I'm still at a, up that narrative point. That little hole. That plot hole does. I, I acknowledge that it is a misstep, but I think that what it's trying to get you. I think what it's trying to illustrate is that these kids don't matter, and so to that end, I think it, it accomplishes. It, it's like it accomplishes what it is supposed to, but not the way it should. You know what I mean? Oh my it's like odd though, but that that sentence. That's yeah, brilliant. because they're orphans. <laughs> yeah, nobody cared yeah. because they were just some freaking orphans. That's Fuck how it. I've always taken it because 10 I did out of think. 10. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that, that sentence is trying to portray that they don't matter. Ten out of ten. Watson, yeah. you, you got a six so and a half. Watson, Watson, you did, thanks, buddy. You did break up when you were giving your rating. Oh. I can only assume it was a ten out of ten because you said it was going to be the yes. highest at the time. Awesome. Yes, it, it is. Yeah, it, it is a ten. And and this is like, you guys, I'm not an emotional person, and I, I've maybe in the past been confused of maybe having too few of these uh, emotions or whatever the fuck you want to call them. But this movie, this is my sixth watch, and every time it, it opens something up in me that just. Uh, I don't know. It does something, and not many films do this. They're they're the one, and the ones that do, I prize and I hold dear to me because I think that if you're a filmmaker and see, you actually really, I mean, I mean, you're a piece of garbage and all, but you really moved me with what you said about how, you know, you wished you could have your name on this, you know, show your, you know, show my dad, and, and like that really moved me, dude, because this is a movie where I would want to say the same thing if I could make anybody proud in my life regarding, say, art. And it could be something like this. I would be able to hang my hat on this and say, I did it, dad. Like, I did it, mom. This is mine. And that really moved me, man. So I just wanted to, you know, in all seriousness, let you know that. Um, And and I would say to, to, yeah, yeah, absolutely, buddy. And I would say that for you gentlemen out there, if you got a lady in your lives and you're deciding that you want to reveal to her your sensitive side, maybe it's date two, you want her to know that even if you are a pig, you're a nuanced pig who's in touch with his emotions. (laughs) Show Show her this movie. Let the waterworks flow a little. Don't like, don't ugly cry. Or anything, but hold her close, sniffle a little bit, break out the tissue, and then I'm just saying this movie's a deal maker. It's actually got a perfect record for me, if, if you know what I'm saying. Very good, 10 out of 10. I, I love the way this transcends genre lines. It's just a rich story, and I, I can't wait to show my son this because he couldn't watch it with me last night because he, he fell asleep. But uh, great movie, and I'm, I'm glad to be on the show to talk about it with my, my buddies here. So thanks, right. guys. That's great. If, if that movie Hall doesn't work, if that Hall of Fame it is, and if that movie doesn't work, Put on Dear Zachary and watch it oh, with on the third date. Yeah. But instead, grab some popcorn and laugh through the whole fucking movie. 
Or put on Schindler's <laughs> list and rub one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> or Dumbo, man. Dumbo Dumbo is the movie that, that makes me cry. There you have it. Oh, wow. Wait, okay. Make with Tim Burton? I didn't see it. No, but no, 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 no. Baby Mine is the, the most emotional friggin' scene maybe ever for me. <laughs> it really, and it, it's taken an even greater, uh, it, it, it even hits me more since the day I found Lucky. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but here we, here when I had, that, folks. my Jesus wife was putting guys. on this, listen, my, my wife was putting on this nursery music for the baby when he was new and helping him sleep at night and this and that. And the musical version of Baby Mine came on this freaking station, like an iTunes uh, nursery song station. And I'm sitting there with this little baby and freaking thinking about the, the, the shit that he went through, poor guy. And freaking that song came on. I was thinking about that movie and it hit me. I was like, oh my God, this is Baby Mine. And it freaking upset me. And I was like, and I had to tell my wife about it. I said, you know this scene from Dumbo? I go, this song and this freaking movie, to me, always hits me hard. So, gentlemen, that's the one to watch with your women, you know? You know that's the one. You know what's even more upsetting? There's a family out there driving with three tires looking around for this cat that they lost. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little tires. girl crying out of sleep, crying herself to sleep every night. Oh, just so the listeners know, next week we'll be doing a feline theme show. We'll be doing Cat's Eyes, Seven Deaths in the Cat's Eye, and, and uh, Lucky will be guesting. <laughs> and he'll be telling the Dave Z story about the day he was kidnapped from his loving family when he was just out chilling on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, Watson, you saved the day. All right. Jeez. Oh, is there anything you want to say before before uh, before we leave, Watson? Yeah, actually, I'd like to just re- really quickly um, plug the Watson Party Horror Show. I know that there are some listeners of Exploding Heads who are just cluing into it, like uh, Jill Ellis. or uh, Is that her? Wait, ah, shoot. Yeah. 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 She, she, she even made a post like, I slept on this show, and I'm so glad I, I finally got to it. I know there's some headites out there who, if you appreciate – Exploding heads, and you, you, you absolutely better. These guys work hard, and they're. This is like my favorite podcast, and I'm so glad that I, I sneak in when I can and hijack the show. But if you like this show and you better, then you'll appreciate what Dave and I do over on our podcast called the Watsy Party Horror Show. It's like when two hot celebrities blend their names. I'm the Watt, he's the Z. We're the heads of the Watsy Party, and all I'm gonna say it's a three act show where Act One, Dave Z leads us through monthly horror releases. Act Two, we do a big topic of discussion. Act three is when we get deep into a review, much like we did here uh, as uh, as friends here tonight with the orphanage, and it's spoiler yeah. free. But then we have an after party after the outro music and plugs are done, where you get spoilers. It's a one stop shop for horror. If you love this show, but maybe you're like, oh, I wish there was a little more, come over to the Watsy Party Horror Show and listen there. You get Dave, who you know. If you don't know me, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry that you don't know me. No, uh, but so, so apologies ahead of time for that shit. But no, if you headites would be so kind, fellow headites rather, because I'm I'm one too. You know, check out Dave and me over at the Watsy Party Horse Show. High end audio production, deep dive reviews. You'll dig it, and I'm happy to be here, guys. Uh, you know, we do our jokes, we get serious, but I love how you guys bounce back and forth between those two extremes. Of one minute you're you're talking about uh, cunnilingus on the Virgin Mary, and then the next we're deep diving into the subtext of the orphanage. Whoa, you fucking guys. <laughs> All right, so I'm holding up my cell phone, and Christian and Dave are asking me what's going on. Yeah. And I just really wanted to interrupt real quick saying I just got a message from Jill Ellis saying 
she wasn't sleeping on the show. She fell asleep listening yeah, to the show. I had that exact same joke. I was waiting for him to stop talking to crack that exact same joke. Wow. Oh, Dave, can we mute these guys? Wow. That right there, folks, is what we call the low-hanging fruit. So if you listen always, carefully, you can hear a story. End, we're the shallow end of horror. We always go for the whole low-hanging fruit. I love fruit. it. Indeed. And I, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But thanks for having me on, guys. It was great to talk with you about the orphanage. It's just like anytime, Eve. Anytime. We love Thank it. you for being here. And Watson will be back for our end-of-the-year show, Top 19 and 19. Jeez, yeah. It's coming soon. Yes. Fuck you, BNC. I'm coming back again. Great. Boom. Well, we know what what was that movie? That slow movie? That's number one that he was talking about earlier. Yeah. Hey, Gazuza. And one cut of the dead is not on the list, but he loves it dearly. Pass. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Before we wrap it up, really quick, guys. We want to get to episode 100. We want to get 200 ratings on iTunes. So get on the iTunes, please. And rate us and subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Please do it. We're going to have a big giveaway on that show, too, whenever we hit 200. Hopefully, it's episode 100, which episode 100 is a big one. And if you want to be involved in that, just join the Patreon because then you can get a free entry. Just write down your top 100 movies for the decade, 2010 to 2019. You have a free entry in there along with many other fine friends and podcasters that we are collaborating on this uh, big show with but and and patreon www.patreon.com slash exploding heads get on there we have a free bonus episode a month we have a video of what, what's going on here right now we have early access video early access audio a couple giveaways of um whatchamacallit's uh, digital codes and some other stuff on there man so uh get on there the price is right. So, anyway, um, B and C, do you guys have anything else before we say goodnight and goodbye? I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to you guys. Thank you to Watson. I'm so glad you joined us. I know I reached out to you last minute last night, but after I watched it, I was like, he's got to be on this. We were talking about doing this for years, and uh, it's really awesome that you joined. And all the thank roasting, you, all the roasting is always in good fun. We love you. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to. Yeah, yeah, I'll really echo is. that. I'll echo that. Yeah. I don't believe you. See, I believed B, but I don't believe you. <laughs> no, I'll echo that. Uh, I hate. Why he doesn't believe you? I'm the one who's lying. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I echoed it. No. <laughs> awesome. Uh, still going for the low hanging fruit, but uh, awesome. That's what we do. No. Thank you. Everyone. I love you. I love you, listeners. <laughs> And Watson. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying you love Watson's listeners. I'd be like, you love all zero of them? No. Hey. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey. This one goes up to you, Chris. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> Absolutely. In our next show, episode 91, we are going to be doing the VHS trilogy. VHS, VHS2, and VHS Viral. So we'll see you guys when we see you, Watson, thank you again. Guys, it's it's been a blast. And um, that's it. Peace out.